Sup, fuckers? How the hell are you guys? Hey, how's it going, boys? So, we've got Spencer, this Hello. majestic son of a bitch, and then just meager piece of shit Yeg. Oh, come on, Yeg. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I can't give you shit. You're like the level three so Ukrainian page? Uh, magician. Magician. Oh, so, yeah, I was talking to Scott about that, and uh, what? super off topic, but what are you guys' characters going to be? Oh, um, oh, in D&D? Yeah. Oh, uh, dude. Can I, I go first? Can yeah, I go uh, first? He's so, excited. Anyway, I'm actually really excited. I'm about to make a Jesus character healer who's about... He, he's super fucking ripped. Ripped Jesus. Ripped Jesus. Ripped what's, Jesus. What's yours, Spencer? I don't know. I, he was trying to explain a couple different ones, but there was one that was like uh, part wizard and... Like, it does part magic and fighting. Something like that. That's fair. I, I picked a gunslinger. Just, nice. like, straight-up pistols, brawler kind of thing. Which, uh... Rip Jesus. Stay tuned for uh, the D&D series that's going to be coming up here really soon. Please uh, like we, and subscribe. We, <laughs> please <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah, we just got to get that on the books to where we can uh, sit down and do that. Not just the first episode, but regularly to where it's like a series. It's going to be fun. Um, today, we're talking about time travel. Kind of a fringe topic. Uh, let's start off with the most obvious question. We'll go clockwise. Do you think time travel is possible? And if it is, do you believe it's already been done? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think that we're traveling through time right now, um, as we're speaking. In, in one direction. In one direction. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I've gone through so many things and was looking at or listening to a bunch of, like, scientific theories and stuff like that. And, uh, well, I do think it's theoretically possible. I think going forward in time is probably more uh, achievable than going backwards in time. Well, I agree with you. Definitely going forward in time is more achievable just because of the space. But um, until a couple of days ago, time travel to me was, uh, I believed it was possible. Straight up in terms of science, 100% possible. It is possible right now. Going backwards, not as much, but um, I just don't. Th I think we lack technology right now to go forward to like real, actual, not second, two, three seconds in time, actual time travel, like in in the future, like actual actual future. Uh, we're just lacking technology right now. That, that's but that's I, to say that you believe in the future we will have that technology. That in the, honestly, with the way with the rate we are advancing, yeah. Unless okay, that's I, un, un, unless we go <clears throat> back to Stone Age and then we just have to start over. But anyway, personally, I believe not only is it possible, I do believe it has been done. I believe there's been some cases that have been reported that make me think. It has been done, that, that's just not to the the science fiction extent that we go, okay, you can hop in a machine 
and type in what date and time and place you want to go. But in some form or fashion, it's been done. And in all my research, I found, and we'll talk about all of them, but I found one case that it's kind of like it's extremely hard to dispute. That's that's where I disagree. I don't think it hasn't been done yet. But so that, that's about it. Do you think that <clears throat> these these incidences that you're referring to, like people from now date, like our time right now, that are traveling through time, um, do you think that the, those those things are happening on purpose or by accident? Both, simultaneously, and I've. I've got it in my notes, all the ones that I <clears throat> look at as possible evidence. And out of all the cases that I've researched, only a few have been debunked, air quotes debunked, mm-hmm. which I take the word debunked with a grain of salt because it's super easy to disinform to a point that you're going to go, oh, okay, this one little detail or these few facts or these few made up facts for that matter would make a populace go, okay, no, it's not real because of these things that we've been told. Yeah. But who's to say it's actually debunked? So I take the subject matter and the word debunked both kind of with a grain of salt in that term of how much are we being told is true and how much is a lie. And how much of that has been passed down like the game of telephone where exactly. it starts out as one thing and then as as it gets told over and over, it changes into somebody else's embellishments, you know, getting added in. So. Exactly. And, and details and things just get blurry as time goes on, as, as that story gets told over and over and over, whether it's between a person or a YouTube video or an internet site or whatever. And that's why it's hard to, for me, just to just buy into, oh, it's debunked because of this. Yeah. Like, is it? Or... Is there a cover-up? Is it just like the whole story was bullshit? It, it's up to the each individual mind to just go, uh, I, I understand the story, I understand these different point of views, and I'm going to make up my own mind. Yeah. So when I, as for uh, a preface, any of these stories that I talk about or you guys talk about, just accept it as you will, however you want, and just go from there. I just don't think any of us would know for a fact to be like just to question each other at this point because time travel at this point is still like uh, just just in the in terms of physics just you know um, you know we know it's real that's it I don't, we do not know if it happened we know that we can't argue with each other but I do enjoy the fact that um, it is real it could have it could have happened like even i don't at this point in this table it looks like i'm going to be the negative you're going to be the outlier i'm going to be the <laughs> yes i do believe in time travel i do believe that it's possible just because science believes it's possible i just don't believe it happened yet just because i don't think we're there yet oh, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you i i believe that it's theoretically possible for sure they've already proved that you know, through science, but whether we're capable of doing these things or not willingly, I don't think that we're there yet. But you have to think of like, what do you mean by time travel in our time? Like 
in our time frame. I do believe that there are things that are, might be traveling through time back to where we're at now, which might explain some of the UAP stuff that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, could it be like advanced technology, thousand years in the future has found a way to travel through time and is going back, sending these drones or tic tac shaped objects in reconnaissance of to see where our civilization was and how it developed. All right. I'm, God. You, I, every time you raise your fucking hand, I, it's I, so cute. I raise my hand just so I don't want to interrupt Spencer. No, I, 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 I like, like to say, no, it's impolite. But I would like to ask a question. If time travel was real and you can do it, which point in time, future or past, would you go? Spencer? It's funny. I asked, so going through like all the research and stuff, I, I asked my family this same question last night. And it, it was, asking the question just led to more questions of like, because they automatically was like, oh, well, I'd go back to this time in my life and, and change this. And I was like, well, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't, even, doesn't even have to be in your timeline. It doesn't have to be in your lifetime. You can go and say that you could go back in time and just be outside of time and just witness something that happened. Mm-hmm. So my oldest, who's 15, said I'd go back and see the pyramids being built. That's, that's and I was good. like, "Wow, that that's, was that's really good. That, that was really really good. That was a great answer." Um, I'm still on the fence. I don't know. Maybe I'd go to Roswell in '47 uh, just to see what actually happened. Solid if, pick. If you guys okay, I'll go next. Send it. Um, pyramids, definitely good fucking choice. Love it. Um, I have multiple. I would like to go back, especially as a witness. If I could just witness time. Witness time and not influence in any way, shape, or form. Just just watch what happened. I would love to go to dinosaurs because I would not survive because I'm goddamn <laughs> fucking bare minimum insect to them. Dinosaurs are real. They exist. Anyway. Dead. Dead, but they <laughs> existed. Existed, yes. Um, then I would go to Jesus, and that's what I would definitely would love to Influence time. Because if he, that fucker would revive, come in with my CZ, double tap the the fucker, make sure none of those religions exist. What is wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. Religion exists. You think religion didn't exist before Christ? I don't think so. It did. did. What what was before Christ? Fucking they believed in T-Rex? Judaism. <laughs> Judaism. Judaism existed before Christ. Judaism came from Christ because Judaism is... No. no. Jews killed the Christ. Exactly. Again, still no. with the Christ. Still with the... <laughs> I love, love how you say the Christ. <laughs> like it's a title. <laughs> it is a fucking title. Look at this fucking world. Oh. Anyway, carrying on. Pyramids, absolutely. Like the way they were built because there's a lot of sketchy stuff happens. Could slaves do it? <sighs> Fuck, it is really hard to answer. Yeah. Well, that that one is 200 just... million stones put in place over 26 yep. years. Nobody questions the Mexicans. One stone place. How they built their pyramids. Nobody ever be like, yeah, I don't think they could do it. Yeah, they, they did it. So See. if they could do it, that means just, you know, you double the number by 10 and you can do it in 
So that's a whole nother conversation, the pyramids. So I don't, I don't want to like delve super deep into it because I want to no, save that for another no, one. No, that's definitely but a I, good conversation. But that is an absolutely solid choice, the pyramids, because I think even now in this day and age with the technology we have, with everything we know, we still don't know. Yeah. And going back to see the Christ, or, God damn it. <laughs> Let's just say that. You're an Let's asshole. Just, the Christ. Yeah. The, the uh, Christ. That's a, a topic I'm going to bring up next, but first I'm going to give my answer. And what I want to, if I was going to go in either direction in time, I would actually, and this is maybe a little too existential, um, I would go forward in time to about five hours before my death so I could talk to the old version of me. Oh. Because I want to know what he knows so I can essentially be him way before he got to be him. Yeah. And I know that creates its own kind of time loop, but like we all know how it is with much older men. They've, or much older people, I should say they've lived their whole life. They've learned all this wisdom and all this knowledge and all these skills and everything. I want to know what he knows so I can get on the path to get there. But that creates its own conundrum of like... Is that going to change who he would be? Exactly. Uh, if he was like, oh, yeah, it, when I was uh, 40 years old, I married so-and-so and we had a great life. Does that change the paradigm of me being the age I am now, getting to 40, looking for that person? You know, it, it's its own interesting thing, which really makes me kind of go, maybe I just shouldn't mess with time. Mm-hmm. But... Before I get into the Jesus thing, I'm going to present a test. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Because I've thought about this a lot. Okay, so it's 12.14 p.m. on 2-12-24. If one of the three of us has access to time travel at some point in our lives, we're going to show up right there in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Okay, nobody showed up, so none of us have access to time travel. <laughs> That's funny that you say that because I was just reading uh, an exper- about an experiment that Stephen Hawking's did. Did you read about that at all? Uh, so I he was saying that if time travel exists, he's going to do an experiment. So what he did was he got organized this huge party, threw a party for time travelers only, and then sent out a bunch of invitations the day after. Mm-hmm. So it was like, nobody showed up to the party, so therefore time travel doesn't exist. See, that's in the same vein. I like that. Same thing. That's a good way to get out of actually having a party. Yes. <laughs> Mail out the invitations. I think he just wanted a bunch of booze. Just like, <laughs> right. Oh, nobody showed up. No, I just have a whole liquor it. cabinet. I got all this for myself. Who's going to do all this cocaine? <laughs> right. <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to bring up a point going back to the Jesus. Have you guys heard the story of the Vatican time machine, otherwise known as the chronovisor? I do not. I've heard the term, but I don't know. Nothing. So it's allegedly in the Vatican, they built this machine oh. that can see into the past, but you view it from an omniscient point of view. So you're not actually there. You're just viewing these things, Mm. right? And um, again, debunked because the uh, priest who wrote a book about it 
presented these images that allegedly the chronovisor took, but they came from paintings and other things like that. So it was debunked, but it's like, I'm sorry, the Vatican has enough power over the entire world. They can debunk anything. They can debunk, air quotes, or basically provide falsehoods for you to go, okay, yeah, no, that's bullshit because of these pictures are pictures of paintings or what have you. But the uh, the priest who worked on it and the team who worked on it presented kind of the uh, technology behind it that was what they alleged they built. And then some scientists came out and was like, that's actually on the right track. Like, I could see it happening in some way, shape, or form. But who's to say it's not? I mean, the Vatican's been covering up shit for... How many thousands of years lots now? Of children. Yeah. yeah, lots of children getting yeah. raped. I yeah. guess they couldn't uh, debunk or hide that But statistics stalk. The priest who not only helped build it, but used it said he went back and he viewed the crucifixion through the chronovisor. So let's let's theorize for a second this guy's telling the truth. I guess the question is, do you guys believe that's possible? No. Okay, that was easy. You're done. (laughs) Just kidding. Do you want me to explain? No, I don't think so. You don't believe it's... You can build a machine? I do not believe 100% that the... If Catholic Church had the power to go back back in time and see the Christ stuff... They would use that power not for good. They would not show it to people that Christ existed because they, because honestly, the way the church has been operating, they would want to show that to people because the, because that would make them rule the world unconditionally. It doesn't matter what you're United States, Russia. <laughs> anyway, that they would rule the world. Straight up, just by showing that they that technology w- would conquer everything. Hundred percent proof. Yeah, showing hundred percent proof. It, it would I be more in their. It would agree. be more in their benefit than downfall. No, I, I have to disagree on that point because, let's say you could go back and you could provide, let's say, video edit evidence, not even photographic video evidence. You're gonna have. 85% is going to just naysay and be like, yeah, you filmed that on a soundstage in wherever. And then the other 15% is going to go, yeah, he got crucified. That doesn't mean he was God's son. It's So it's not proof of anything. Sure. It's just proof that he was crucified, he which we know actually happened. Right. So even the Pope at that time, when they explained to him the machine and what it does, he ordered it to be destroyed. He said it's too much power for anyone to wield. And it would topple governments. It would d- basically destroy everything. So he ordered it to be destroyed. I do like the idea of of that <clears throat> that type of uh, technology or device. Whereas if you look at time as like a river flowing in one direction, you're floating on the river in your time and space, but up the river behind you, is like your grandparents living their lives, you know, going through their journey through time, having kids, you know, their kids having kids, and then you're in this point on the river, and then your kids, your 
lineages down further. Mm-hmm. But if you could create um, a device that steps out almost like a drone on top of the river, you could see everything is happening all at the same time and just look at the progression of whatever. So I like the idea of that, but I don't 100% believe that they actually have done something like that. See, I uh, <clears throat> I kind of prescribe to this theory that a lot of modern-day scientists or physicists or theoretical physicists, I should say, are producing of, like, time is running in two linear streams that are running in opposite directions. So, basically, the, the future is going right and the past is going left. So, obviously, there has to be some space between. What if that space between is the manipulation of time? So... By that rationale, you can't go forward in time, but if you were able to jump into the opposite stream into a certain point and then jump back into your own stream, then you would technically be in the past. But that doesn't mean you have to do it in a physical way. I mean, basically, you're sending a signal back to record a moment and then just report it back, even if that moment has to stay in some way like in the ether until you've built this machine that could capture that moment. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, if you look at it as time-space as an energy source or an energy field, if you look at, like, magnet- magnetic fields, they kind of move in a circular motion around an object. So I could see where, like, you're starting at one point, going through the circular, and then coming back at a, sh- at a previous moment. In yeah, that, in that space. So it's funny you mentioned those two kind of sets of terms. One is time-space, which in a simple version, time and space are two different things. But Einstein just describes time-space as time-space, as one linear thing. Right. Maybe not linear, but as one kind of coincided thing. And then you also mentioned uh, magnets. Which kind of brings me around to the one story that I've listened to and I've read about and I got, I went balls deep on this story because it was just like mind blowing to me was Mike the Madman Markham. Have you heard of this guy? So this guy built a machine in his own house and he built it out of his own money, out of his own fruition This guy was not a classically trained scientist. He was just a guy who was really good at electrical engineering. So he built this machine, and it basically used magnets to create a plasmic tornado. And it created this almost bubble of energy. And he couldn't understand what it was, so he would throw objects in there. And sometimes he would throw a screw or a nail in there. And it would disappear, and then a couple minutes later, it would shoot out and land on the ground. And so, he built it, and it eventually basically broke down the power grid in his neighborhood, like creating brownouts, because it was just drawing so much energy. And then he realized he needed a lot more power, so he needed to steal, basically, transformers. So, he, him and his friends stole them from, like, a, uh, the, I think it was a, in Kansas City, from their basically a warehouse or whatever where they keep extra transformers. So they took all these transformers so they were able to up the voltage by like five times and they created this 
another one of these bubbles or vortexes or whatever you want to call it. And it was so big, he pushed his couch into it. And the couch disappeared. And then a little while later, popped out of the bubble, landed on the ground. And so he ended up getting arrested for it, for stealing the Transformers, I should say. And he was sentenced to like five years probation. But his story became so sensationalized by the media that Art Bell reached out to him and was like asking him to describe his machine and what it did and all this. And some of these scientists and other people were so intrigued that they funded him to build a much bigger one. So he built one with basically 10 times the power and the equipment was worth millions of dollars. So all these people who donated to him and supplied equipment and things like that were interested in his progress. So once he built this much bigger version of the machine, he invited everybody over to come and witness what the machine could do. And so he would put things into the machine right after he turned it on and all these people were watching. So there's plenty of eyewitnesses. So he would throw like pieces of furniture and things like that in it. And it's in this uh, like 150 yard warehouse and they would, the objects he pushed in would reappear later in other parts of the warehouse, but they only went east to west, never north to south. So he would find it like a hundred yards to the east or a hundred yards to the west or what have you later in time. And to me, that kind of goes, well, that makes sense because the earth spins on its axis east or west, right? But then later on, he started using animals like gerbils and mice and shit like that, throw them in. And then again, they would appear, uh, you know, 75 or 100 yards away, east or west. And then at one point he decided, well, I'm going to jump in. He jumped in and allegedly ended up in Ohio two years later. And he didn't have any money, no credit cards, no cash, no ID, no nothing. Was able to take some odd jobs to where he could get back to his warehouse, find all of his equipment was gone. And all of his research was gone, everything. So he reached out to Art Bell again and told him like, yeah, I jumped into the machine. I ended up two years in the future in Ohio. I made my way back here and I have nothing. So again, they did like a a GoFundMe or a crowdfund and he built a brand new machine and he's still testing it to this day. And nobody has disputed any of these claims, not one, not even the fact that he disappeared completely for two years. Now you could go, yeah, debunk that because you could just be off the grid for two years, but multiple people saw him go into the machine and disappear. And then he just magically reappeared two years later. And he's still around. He's still doing this research. Where is this at? Kansas City? Missouri. Missouri? Yeah. Which, strange that Missouri would produce one genius. (laughs) I was going to say, if it was like Detroit or like Philadelphia, he could have just fell into like a fentanyl hole for a couple of years. For sure. Time Um, warped into two years later. All right. If I can go. Send it. Honestly, right now, everything you said... Yes, but I still don't believe 100% of it. It did not sell me. But, uh, yeah, the whole rotation of the Earth, uh, the dif- different placements, like, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I fucking forgot what I was about to <laughs> So that's that's where the time-space comes into a factor. Yeah, yeah, that one makes... That one made... The, the part where the 
earth rotating makes sense. Um, again, I believe in the future time travel, like traveling to the future. I think it's a lot more possible than to the past. Well, yeah, that's what I, when I was saying, if it's something has happened, if it was purposeful or like on accident, that seems like he's doing research to try to figure it out and accidentally went into the future or whatever. Where, I mean, it wasn't directional or it wasn't like um, he was planning to go somewhere or, or whatever, but it is almost like being an astronaut going into space for the first time not knowing what's going to happen, but you just jump into this thing and then find yourself there and then trying to backtrace and find out what happened. Mm -hmm. I mean... So here's the conundrum I have with it that makes it make sense. It was everything that he threw into that machine appeared at a different spot because we think about time travel. Like, let's say I have a magic watch that can make me time travel right now and I hit it and I want to go two hours into the future. The earth is spinning at 10,000 miles an hour. So in two hours, the place my body is in right now is not going to be in the same place. I'm going to be, you know, a thousand miles away or whatever it is. I haven't done the math, obviously. Uh, you're way too drunk right now to do the math. In two, <laughs> I'm not two even two hours in the future. You're way too drunk to do the okay, math. Okay, in two hours, we'll see. But right now, no, I, I just don't want to sit here and do it. It's just I don't do calculus for fun. Yay! <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah, Asians <laughs> Unless do. Unless they're doing it for fun. But no, it, and that's where the time-space factor comes into place, and that's well, why... Well, that is like, in that time difference, how much is the Earl, the, the Earth moved a little bit? Like, exactly. Axis. So if, let's say I was to time travel exactly 24 hours in the future, in the spot that I leave in, I should be exactly right where I'm sitting 24 hours from now, right? Versus if I was only to go 12 hours in the future... I should be exactly on the other side of the world mm. in the same spot. So, And that's where I struggle with trying to disprove that idea because it's like, okay, you, you throw a handball in, into this portal and then a couple minutes later it shows up 100 yards away. That makes sense because the earth has turned so much in that time. And even uh, the madman said that he kept his machine in line with the earth ro Earth's rotation because it was man-portable so they could move it in different spots in the warehouse where it was in because, as you know, the Earth tilts yeah. as seasons change. So you'd have to go up one, two, three degrees or whatever it is. But the fact that he disappeared for two years and ended up 1,500 miles away is, is almost, almost further proof because in two years... And let's say two years and four hours, where do you end up? You end up not in the same spot you left. Yeah. Interesting. Crazy story. I know that was long-winded, but that was like my favorite one I came across. Oh, yeah. yeah it, that it sounded that. like a good story. A little fairy, fairy tale. But <laughs> well, I was enamored. I was, yeah, I was. I, I'm going to be a skeptic on here. all of like, this, yet I still believe it is possible. Therefore... Most of the stuff that today we're going to talk about, I will be a skeptic. Yeah, I, I, on the other hand, don't discredit any of what you said there. I haven't looked into it, so I don't, you know, don't it's, know. It's a crazy story. But, yeah, yeah I mean, 
theoretically possible, sure. Yeah, I mean, even a lot of mainstream physicists, mechanical and electrical engineers all came out and said, if we're going off of Einstein's basis of time travel, he was on the right track. Yeah. Which is crazy because the guy was never educated. He didn't go to college, nothing like that. But magically, he built this machine that yeah. could do what Einstein predicted well, more than 70 years prior. Even uh, looking into stuff, there was two possible ways of time travel, really, Well, that I looked at that I thought were pretty interesting. One was... Traveling at the speed of light for a certain amount of time, the faster you go, the faster you go, the slower time moves for you. And another way would be skirting the edge of a black hole and being bent through the time space around a black hole and coming out on the other side somewhere else in time. So, I mean... Yeah. Using magnetics and, and electro electromagnetic uh, forces like that that you were saying he's doing, could he be creating a little miniature black hole or a wormhole through time space? Well, that's you know? exactly what these, these scientists allege was that he basically created a miniature black hole. Because yeah. time dilates different near a black hole. Right. And we all can agree that right now, science-wise... Black holes would allow you to travel back in time because that, that's what science currently believes. Yes. Yes. So if you could create a small or you know, medium-sized, average, <laughs> average-sized uh, black hole, yes, he, he will be able to do that. Which is interesting because it sounds a lot like, I mean, he's creating a mini or a virtual vortex with using magnetics, which is kind of what they're doing at CERN. I mean, they've got 17 miles of piping that spins particles around. You know, the Large Hadron Collider? Yeah. That's why my life is fucked up. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. so, they turned it off. <laughs> just for context, yeah, we just, know a guy who, like, when Spencer and Scott were talking about the Large Hadron Collider, that this guy came up and was like, oh, that's why my life went to shit, because they turned that on. <laughs> yeah. So we joke about that a lot. Insider joke. Insider joke. Uh, my life is fucked up because of me, not because of some kind of collider. Hey, that's great accountability. I'm proud of you. Yeah. All those do, uh, self-help things that Scott's making you watch is really helping out. <laughs> I do my best. Does he, does he send you shit? No, so <laughs> yesterday while we were on break, Yeg broke out his tablet so we could watch something on YouTube, and Scott pulls up some like video on TikTok why dance or something. No, it, it was an actual YouTube video on uh, why you're not making genuine human connection, oh my and we had to sit there and watch it. And Yeg's just like, oh, "Get fucked, Scott." <laughs> Had to sit there and watch it. No, no, it's his tablet. He could have turned it off at any time. No, it's a. I gave Scott a little power, you know, because he thinks he's psycho. That's human connection. Yeah. Scott doesn't realize that giving somebody else the power to make you do something. I know Scott isn't going to watch this, so I'm going to talk shit on him. You got nothing, bitch. Love you, Scott. <laughs> Love you, Scott. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Do what you want to do, Scott. Yeah, it's 2024. Yeah. You want to fuck yourself? Fuck yourself at your own time. <laughs> Jesus Do not Christ. fuck us. <laughs> okay, let's get back on topic because that took a weird turn. Spencer, let's see what you got in your notes. 
Um, so, like I said before we started this thing, I kept on getting trapped in like listening to scientific theory on is it possible and like I've said I come to the conclusion that yes it is possible and um, do I think that we're there to be able to control it right now no in the future I, I think that the way that technology is moving like AI is developing so fast, who's to say a hundred years in the future, AI just like self-replicates into faster and better um, machines that can conquer all these things that humans don't have the mental capacity to do. I agree with that in a very large way. I, I kind of feel like time travel for us right now where we're at is like the humans that Prometheus gave fire to. Yeah. Like we think it's this really cool, interesting thing that we know nothing about, which is why they would put their hand in it and get burned and such. And we're the same way. And there's proof because you look at UAPs and how they defy all of our understanding of gravity and knowledge and everything. And they just break all these rules that we thought we knew were the truth. We just don't understand what the real truth is. I have a crazy idea. It's off topic. I just literally thought about it as we were recording this. What if those mythological gods were just time travelers? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's like, you know, people like in Greek, uh, Egy or Egyptian, Norse like... mythology, they believed in them. What if they were just somebody who traveled back in time and made them believe? Like, I don't think that's outside the like realm of that possibility. That is definitely, like, to me, that makes more sense than fucking religion. But. Well, yeah, even just steering, like, going back in time and steering humanity into a certain direction. Or just, like, course correcting into the vein that you want to be more into the future. Like, if you look at technological advances in the last 50 years... Who's to say that somebody's not coming back and just dropping little hints, little nuggets, little here, nuggets and there. here and there to speed up the progression of um, our understanding of, of things? Well, and you know, that kind of goes into my um, basis of theory of like, and I've talked about this before on the show about um, how the bow and arrow was the prevalent weapon for hundreds of years. Very long time. And then we come up with guns, and within a hundred years of having come up with guns, we've become really proficient at making better and better and better guns. Right. We're killing a lot more people, but continue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's the same thing of, like, you went from the first flight with the Wright brothers in uh, 1906 to 1969. We put men on the moon, allegedly. I'm not going to comment on that. Um, episode upcoming <laughs> yeah no that's actually a full episode because I'm totally on a different wavelength but anyway so it's like humanity is smart we're not that fucking smart it takes us a long time to go from one simple progression to a huge progression it's just reality that I think somewhere down the line we had more help from an outside source than what we actually know but would you say that once you get like a discovery, it would make you snowball through stuff? That's actually a really good 
principal, Yeg. That's wow. I'm impressed with you right now. First time, write it on your calendar. Uh, No, that's actually really good. And I kind of feel like uh, that's a really strong principle because it's kind of like when you make your own self-discovery on something about you, it becomes another one and another one and another one. So why couldn't that apply to humanity as a whole? It it would apply to technology because in the last 50 years we advanced a lot like absolutely like some like all of us are let's just said we're old all of us here are old no yes, you're I, old we're young fuck off dude you're older than i'm me. old I am. Spencer, you're old. I'm old. I remember He's fucking old. An old. He might English. fucking do not want to. <laughs> we we used Sanskrit. Ra- we used router <laughs> phones to fucking dial a phone number. But uh, what are your phones? That's a Ukraine thing, right there. No, that's America's thing. They I had not fucking as a kid. Yeah, I mean, my family had one of those. So, kind of touching on the UAP thing. You had a theory about UAPs and UFOs that kind of apply to the same topic. Share with us your theory. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I believe that UAPs and, like I said, UFOs are... It seems to me that, like, races from outside our world are... There's definitely aliens out there in the universe, no doubt about it. Um, go ahead. Uh, I would like to agree. Yes, 100%. I believe that UFOs exist. i never seen one. I never, like... That one makes a lot more sense in our universe. I do not believe we're the only one in the universe. It just does not make a lot of sense for us to think that we're the only ones. Right. UFOs make way too much sense. It's logical. Jesus is not logical. <laughs> UFOs are logical. Yeg is totally like anti-religion everything. And I'm I here for it. Logic. Logic. <laughs> it's like that... Uh, uh, if you can Tosh, convince... If you Daniel can... Tosh, his stand-up bit. He's like, I'm not... Or no, it wasn't Daniel Tosh. It was uh, the other... Anthony Jeselnik. <laughs> Jeseling. He's like, and I'm not religious. I'm just... Reasonable. (laughs) It's an interesting proposition because there's so many different factors that have to play into it. Because it's like if a craft of some kind, whatever it is, can come to this planet and defy the laws that we understand in terms of gravity or physics or whatever it is, that kind of shows us that we don't understand nearly as much as we think we do. So even if our brightest minds in the world say, yeah, time travel is possible within this small region of logic. It's like, is it really that small, or do you just not understand it yet? Right. But I think that it's... Um, if you look at most people in the world, they, they... I mean, even if they think about, like, the laws of physics, they think of it in the terms of the laws of physics. Like, it's something yeah. is fact or something is the way that it is because that's how we know it to be and then find out later that we were wrong about something. But yeah. to look at the laws of physics as we know them today doesn't mean that they're going to be the same as we understand them 
100 years from now. Exactly. And which is funny to me because most of the laws of physics and understanding of um, whatever it is, thermo, thermodynamics or gravity or whatever, these are laws that were created by people hundreds of years ago. Right. But we still treat those as as the law, as fact. But in a hundred years, we could be like, yeah, Newton was stupid. He didn't know what he was talking about. Well, it's just like we talked about in, in uh, the Skinwalker Ranch episode when we were talking about back in the day they'd put leeches on your, you know, leeches on your body because you had you were sick or whatever. Yeah. And they thought that was, I mean, bloodletting and using leeches can be beneficial in a certain, you know, certain sense. Um, but they thought that was law. They thought that was, you know, the right thing to do. And now we know we just need some antibiotics to kill whatever is harming us inside of our body. But, uh, yeah, who's to say that in a, you know, 500 years from now, there isn't a technological intelligence, we'll call it, uh, whether it be artificial or, you know, as humans uh, evolve into the future that are sending these things back in time that we're seeing as people that don't understand as un- unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs or UFOs. Um, we just don't understand what, what it is and what we're looking at and how that they're able to maneuver through our time and space defying our known laws of physics. I'm going to take the little break from all of this and uh, let's bring up uh, time travel movies. I knew you were going to say it. I <laughs> knew it. Time, time travel movies. See where we, where we at on all of this because let, let's say which one, which time travel movie is the most that you think that is uh, realistic? Interstellar. Oh. Solid choice. That was a very good choice. Yeg? Honestly, to me, Looper. Looper Looper was one of those movies that uh, all of the time travel stuff made so much fucking sense to me. So whoever fucking wrote it, thank you. You're a genius. But Looper was one of those movies that just just clicked. Mm -hmm. Clicked for me. Well, I mean... In my book, the makeup helped to to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt have that really long upper lip space. They, they had something to do with it, yes. No, it, like, I watched that movie and I was like, yeah, dude, I could buy that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was a young Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis doesn't even know he's Bruce Willis now. But oh, that's sad. Yeah, I'm not nice. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to take a different path and go with Endgame because the idea of the quantum realm being a means to time travel is actually pretty ingenious because when you're shrunk down to the size of less than an atom who's to say that atom can't travel through time atoms are bouncing around at all given moments who's to say they can't bounce not only through space but time so well, there's why not? there's experiments going on right now that they're looking into quantum physics and 
and studying molecules that <clears throat> they believe are actually moving both forward and backwards through time at all times. Like, all the time is just moving kind of back and forth between future and present past um, just to stay stable, you know, instead of being, sorry, instead of being stable or, or moving back and forth mm -hmm. through time, um, something that's actually being studied right now. Well, that's also kind of where I got the uh, analogy that I use all the time. It's either all bullshit or none of it is. I took that right from the Hulk from Endgame because he's like, it's time travel. It's either all a joke or none of it is. And that's kind of the way I look at a lot of things because my personality is very all or nothing. So it's like when you think about whatever it is, time travel, aliens, ghosts, whatever, it, it's either all true or none of it is. Yeah, I think that they're... A lot of the paranormal stuff that we look at is probably more closely related than than everybody thinks. Like everybody puts different um, paranormal happenings in their own different groups. Like I think so too. Like UFOs and, and ghosts and and time travel and wormholes. But like if you look at ghosts, for example, what if? You're seeing a ghost, but what you're really doing is looking through a wormhole or where time and space are kind of the veil in between time and space are so thin that you're actually looking through to another time, seeing somebody else in that same space. Exactly. And you're like, fuck, that was a ghost. You know, it was just somebody that's looking that's, through the past and they're at the other end saying, fuck, I just saw an alien. <laughs> Yeg is super excited. I am excited because why does the specter, which I call the ghost, would always be older like feel like a hundred years off because the ones that they but see the, that they, are in the future are called aliens the technology <laughs> did, definitely did not exist during that time so like like well, I, I, yeah I don't I don't think that it's like why is it never a future ghost that, that that's all I have to say who's to say it's not I so here's not here's the reality every, every everything that we see about the ghost it's always an in 1800s uh, 18, yes, yeah. it is definitely Why much, do you never see older. like a, a 90s ghost who's like, <laughs> I got the power. Yo, what's up, <laughs> Michael Jackson what's over there is like, I was murdered. But so anyway. Here's the reality of it. and, and Michael I, Jackson's still alive. That's <laughs> true fucking story. So Einstein describes time space as a fabric, right? And that fabric is always moving and manipulating. Whether it's subject to torsion or not is up for debate. But you think about, let's say we take a sheet between the three of us and we shake it, right? And now that time space, that fabric is like in a wave. Who's to say I can't hold up my corner up to Yeg's corner? And now time space is touching each other in two different planes. Because my knee hurts. <laughs> yeah, so, but what if that fabric is actually just a very, very, very thin veil so that at moments you can see through it because the, the portion that I'm holding up to Yeg's portion is just as thin as his, so you can momentarily see between it. So Especially if you work them sheets pretty regularly, they're going to get thin. Yeah, it's it's true. <laughs> work them sheets, clap them cheeks. <laughs> but so it's like, what, what if, and I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but what if a ghost or a, you know a, a ufo an alien whatever it is you want to see whatever outside of the norm thing that you're witnessing at the moment is actually just peeking through the veil at another 
dimension or another reality or another time another frame. time frame like if time space really is a fabric a fabric is always moving like it's 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 in a constant state of flux so all these things that we can't really explain to me that's the simplest explanation because it's like it's it's not a flat sheet it's not just laying on a bed it's constantly moving so why can't I peer into another time, dimension, reality, whatever it is you want to call it, for just a moment to be able to see something that I go, I have zero explanation. Yeah. And that's what I mean, like, that's what I was saying is, like, people that you see from the past that you think have existed already are seen as ghosts. And things that you see that you can't explain because they're not recognizable, you're seeing into the future that you don't recognize. Could very well be. Aliens. I would like to bring up Deja Vu. Me, me and Dave talked about it earlier because... We talked about it in the last episode, too. Yeah. I did not listen to it yet. You it just shit. barely came out. <laughs> Fuck off. It's it came out, out at midnight. Hours. It came out at midnight and I was asleep it's for 12.53. <laughs> You've had 12 hours and 53 minutes to consume I was that. asleep. But anyway, Deja Vu. Like, we all... Like, I'm pretty sure every single person you can talk to experience at some point in their life deja vu yeah that 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 is like i'm just saying like not from science point or whatever like just we all experienced it that's that feeling like that shit could happen what if it has has something to do with the time travel or like with us seeing stuff or so there are theories that that go into like kind of the multiverse theory where like every um, decision that you make has multiple outcomes and each one happens in a different reality. And when you have deja vu, those two similarities are so close together that you're feeling the same energy as the other opposing or the other multiverse version of yourself so do do we believe in the multiverse like do we believe the our lives are linear or multiverse like do do you think that we live the same line same life and then our versions of ourselves make different decisions and spread out like like a branches of on the tree well first of all on deja vu um it's a very unique experience and uh yeah i've had some uh, interesting experiences with deja vu myself but i'll go into that later um i do believe that at any given time we are going to be subject to an alternate timeline and a lot of like Terror readers, manifestors, all these people who believe in all these scams, but continue. (laughs) Jesus, that was blatant. That's why I like having you on this show because it's you're just like, nope, this. Um, But let's let's give them one percent credibility. Let's say one percent of them are true. Way too much, but continue. Yes, I will continue. Where they they talk about you're falling into an alternate timeline. Who's to say that's not happening? Because what if the butterfly effect is real 
and let's say you go back into time. Let's say you go back one year and you do one thing that changes one other thing that cascades down. It, it dominoes its way into reality, in which case you're no longer living the same timeline that you were living in. Now you're living in a branch timeline. So, which kind of brings up the whole TVA thing from Marvel and maybe they're over there to prune branch timelines. You just brought up a butterfly effect. <laughs> and uh, I would like to bring up a grandfather effect. Okay. Grandfather effect is you go back in time, you kill your own grandfather, but yet you still exist. So what would happen? Like you kill your own grandfather and like scientists currently explained it that when you go back in time to kill your grandfather, the universe would try to co correct the course. It would say that you were fucking adopted, which is classy, but <laughs> you, you were adopted. That, that's the correction course. So if you were never born, you can never kill your grandfather. Yeah. So yeah, the grandfather paradox. Yeah. So you, you couldn't go back in time to, to kill your grandfather because then inherently you wouldn't exist anymore. Uh, so whoever you kill is not your actual grandfather. Yeah. Unless... Also, in, in by doing that, you know, if you were able to do that, it would take away your free will, which is to say that everything in your life is already predestined, and so you're just, you don't have, you don't really actually make any choices, you're just doing the thing that's already plotted out for you. So, I'm super glad you said that, because I was thinking about a movie that I watched about time travel, and I was struggling to remember the name until you said it. It's called Predestination. Have you ever seen it? No. So Ethan Hawke plays his character where he's a middle-aged man, but essentially it's a really fucking crazy mindfuck of a movie. But it starts out as he is um, a hybrid male and female character. Oh. Yeah. And then he ends up giving birth to himself. Yeah. And then later on ends up mortally wounding himself, which forces himself to get reconstructive surgery to become a man. Yeah. And then he goes back in time and starts the whole loop over, which is like a chicken and the egg question. Yeah. So that was based who, off of this came uh, book first? they were talking about. Which... I like the way you put it. It eliminates all your free will because it's predetermined of what you have to do and where you are going. Yeah. But it cre also creates a time loop. It does because you can't escape it. Right. You are your own father, your own mother, and your own person <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. And I remember watching the movie going, what the fuck did I just watch? But then I like, <laughs> I was stuck on that movie for like a week just like trying to wrap my mind around it. But it is the idea that, like, the universe does autocorrect itself. So let's say you go back in time and you kill your grandfather, right? Theoretically, you would not be born. So what? I would not be able to kill my grandfather. So what if you go back and you kill the person you perceive to be your grandfather, but then you're stuck in that timeline, and then you're like, okay, I'm stuck here. I'm going to build a life. You find a woman. You end up having children. Your yeah. grandchild comes out exactly like you. You became your own grandfather. 
Well, that's why where the grandfather paradox goes into another paradox, which creates the possibility of uh, multiple dimensions or multiple exactly realities. or branch time multiverse. Yeah, so much. Some might say multiverse. Marvel yeah. did not coin that term. <laughs> I'm more inclined to believe that branch timelines are more of the explanation than anything because. If you can go back in time, you've already changed things just by having the ability to do so. To go back. So the timeline that you live in no longer exists. And that kind of brings me around to another case that I want to talk about. John Teeter. Did you research? You did. Yeah. I know you did. Did you? John Teeter. Which one was it? you got to remind me. So John Teeter was a time traveler from the future. and Okay. It, uh, just... I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Did you want me to use the did, word alleged? Did <laughs> No. Well, yes, but <laughs> uh, most of the time travel documentaries are fucking hoax to me, so therefore they that's why I don't remember. But continue, yes. Or, or alternate theory, you don't remember because you're now in a branch timeline. Mm, no. And the version of you that's supposed to learn about it yep, never yep, existed. Yeah. Listen, I don't believe in Jesus before that, but continue. So, anyway, John Teeter goes back in time to 1975 so he can get an IBM 5100 computer. Now, I know that seems very paradoxical, but the IBM 5100 was designed to correct faulty code in other computers. Very interesting idea. And even the the people who made the IBM 5100 said, yes, that was a hidden feature we put into that computer and only that computer. So he claimed he needed it to go forward back to his timeline to correct certain computer code, which would fix things in his time era. Now, can I interject something? Absolutely. And the reason why he needed that was because the... Y2K it's in all of our computers, just like the Y2K thing happened where they had to um, revamp all the software and the computers so that it wouldn't cancel out once the year read 2000 or 00, zero is that the computers can only um, store so much data in the, in the code, so they have to rewrite the code to be able to... Um, process more information yes and that code that that uh, he needed to revamp was supposedly going to run out of space in the year 2034 was that what it was 2034 or 36 one or the other yeah. which is also why he couldn't travel any further than the that year he said after like you could not go past that year but uh anyway he was on these various forums in the early 2000s and he was making these claims about these things that would and would not happen and what happens in his timeline. And then when people would try to debunk him, he would say, well, you're talking about a timeline that potentially will happen or potentially won't. I'm only from my timeline. And so every event changes the timeline essentially in branches. And the way he described his future world is obviously very different than ours. But there were certain things he predicted before they happened that were right. And certain things he predicted that did not happen at all. So 
the idea that he was able to go back in time and accurately predict certain things that we had zero foresight on is still pretty compelling. And granted, there's the whole debunk thing and there's the lawyer who runs the John Teeter Foundation and all this bullshit. And it's like, it's easy to go, yeah, it's debunked because of, yeah, it's these people trying to make money. Or is it these people trying to capitalize on another guy's story? Have you heard of a guy named Nostradamus? Yes. Have you heard about his predictions? Which one in particular? Nah, just all of them, just straight up. A few. A few, like 9-11, you know, all that shit. Did you know that if you would describe his or try to like get his predictions down... It happened multiple times throughout history, mm -hmm. every single time. So, like, he was not really, like, in the, like, so pretty much if you try to predict stuff in the future, most likely it would happen. Well, given enough time, it's always, yeah, like, whatever the, you're saying is everything happen. would happen just because how stuff works. Like, if I say that, like, you want to eat Tide Pods. <laughs> yes, that shit will, will fucking happen. You're dumb enough to die, die. I would think that if I was going to make a prediction, I'd try to make it more believable in saying that you're going to eat a steak with ketchup on it in the future. <laughs> Which is more likely to probably happen. still probably already happened. Tide Pod. <laughs> but uh, again, Nostradamus made predictions, and then they... Um, Historians start going through time and see how many, how often stuff that he predicted happened, and it's a lot more common than you would think. So, what, but but we're also old. We're 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 getting there. Like we, will you're be, old. I'm not. <laughs> you're older than me, but can continue. <laughs> what uh, what year was Nostradamus alive? Seventeen hundreds. Seventeen. It's it's old. It I think it's before now. I want to say it's. 14 or 15 oh. century. So it's only been 600 years. <laughs> That's a lot of time to for something that you say to come true. Well, if, if you believe in that 80-year cycle theory, have you ever looked into that? Uh -uh. It's pretty bananas where it's like 80 years we go through a shift and it's basically broken into three different periods, which in, in terms of humanity makes sense. You have a period of prosper, which is like the first third of that 80 year period. Then the middle 80 year middle of that 80 year period is uh, pain and hardship. Mm -hmm. And then the last third is growth and relearning and getting back to that place of prosperity. And we're coming to, if you believe in that theory, we're coming to an end of the middle period in, in our lifetime of that kind of, pain and hardship and what have you and now we're going back into a period of growth but even when you look at some of the events that happen within 80 year chunks there is a pattern that flows with it and it's usually sparked by one very large event that changes the face of the world in which case you look at like the 90s were a time for hardship for everybody you had a lot of things going on at the same time but then you had 9-11 that happened that absolutely changed the face of the planet because now we have this really big war going on and it's across multiple continents it, and it wasn't just U.S. and the Middle East it was a lot of different countries were involved in it but 
we're on the kind of backside of that where it's like we're on the precipice of change again. And it, it's a really interesting thing. And I really implore you guys to take a look at it. I think I've seen some things on it more described as like hard men give rise to soft men. Soft men give create, rise to hard times and yeah. hard times create strong men. Yeah. It's, and that's never, why I say never, there's never a distinct something. parallel yeah. between that and humanity. And it, it, I don't believe everything happens for a reason, but I believe if everything did happen for a reason, those 80 year time gaps where you have that three cycle phase makes perfect sense. But again, it comes down to what you're talking about with Nostradamus making all these predictions. Maybe he could just see that pattern before it actually happened, before many of us could see it happen. But it's also safe to say that any one of us could make a prediction and it would at some point most likely will come true. Yeah, you're going to get married one day and you're going to have children. I wish. Also comes into play is like the life cycle of human beings being so short that it's like we're destined to relive the same dumb shit that you know, people before us have gone through already and tried to hash out and couldn't overcome, like world wars. Like, it's happened already and twice. Probably going to happen again just because it's new generations way. didn't experience it and don't really know anything about it and forget the past and just do the same dumb shit. Well, you think about it. So, the U.S. entered World War Two. In 1942, which uh, Pearl Harbor was uh, December 7th, 1941. So we entered shortly after. What year are we in now? 2024. About 80 years from then. About 80 years. <laughs> so who's to say we're not at the end of that second cycle of that 80-year plan? Well, from somebody who knows a little bit more about World War Three that is coming right now. Coming soon. <laughs> Uh, no, it's just the way that, that was bleak. That was the, the the way the politics works right now. That's how oh, everything. Yeah. Every, everybody in Europe predicting the next World War Three happening in next eight eight years within the next eight years, pretty much. It's it's bleak, but you know, just just the way uh, Russia preparing itself. They they're spending all their resources into manufacturing weapons. They're 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 tanking their economy to make weapons. Like you're you're not gonna grow just by making weapons. Obviously, you have to wage war. So like that they, depends. They're they're getting they're getting to the point where, well, because they do not produce anything themselves, they buy everything from everybody else. Therefore, if you're spending all of your manpower to produce weapons, your only choice is war. And do you know any other countries that actually did, like, all in on war who uh, ended up getting into war? United States. Actually, Germany, but... The U.S. loves war. <laughs> I know, but I the learned U.S. This... also has a strong economy, so... I learned this fact... Well, they used to. Uh, the U.S. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't produce nearly as much as they used to that's because we actually we vote like idiots that's why the u.s has the strongest economy in the last like what it's 60 years right now it's like u.s japan and china are all kind of tied for first well after world war ii um 
with the trade embargoes that that were signed, it became more of a world economy, whereas before the U.S. relied on most of the stuff being produced in the United States. Now it's like 90% of the shit that you buy is made in China, so we don't really produce much. We actually, as we, I am also American, fun fact, (laughs) but we... Oh, yeah, I mean we, sorry, I didn't mean to... You're, oh, yeah, I wasn't, no, you're no. discount American. <laughs> I you're, definitely wasn't like... No, no, but uh, <laughs> as, uh, in America, we actually produce a lot more than China. Especially last couple of like, last four years, just because, you know, like try to distance ourselves from China. But uh, again, we, we're getting way off fucking topic. So uh, I'm going to throw one more thing in there. So the U.S. government isn't as stupid as they let on. They did the same thing in World War II where there was a lot of import, right? So we get a lot of stuff from outside of our own country. It's because we're saving our backup plays for when shit really hits the fan. So you think about World War II, we were still on the back end of a recession. But we pulled out of that almost immediately when we went to war. Why was that? War bonds, steel collection... Internal manufacturing by weapons, all these other things. And it's like, yes, we buy a lot of shit from China and Taiwan or Mexico or whatever. But it's like the resources are here and now that if let's say we go to war with Russia, guaranteed we're making AR-15s right here at home. We're making tanks right here at it's, home. We're making bombers it's, right it's here at home. It's happening right now. Like, like, unfortunately, I'm Ukrainian, so... War in Ukraine. I had no idea. <laughs> and that's not unfortunate. That's like, great. No, that's, that's unfortunate. Like the, I'm what, sorry. Like, like, war in Ukraine benefited the U.S. Not, like, pur- purposely, but, like, right now, all the weapon manufacturing happening at, at this time, all the businesses that are coming back, all the weapons that are, every single country is ordering. Like, Poland ordered enough stuff from U.S. and Korea to create jobs for Americans like for next 10 years that yeah. like they, they have so they ordered so much stuff that you're, you're just good. You're just good for a while. And like us is benefiting. And again, not benefiting because it's the war, but just, just kind of circumstances. The shit happens. Like weapons need to be made. You make good weapons. Therefore people want to buy more of that. Yeah. Like, like that, that, that that's how that's how it works your weapons like right now whatever weapons us sends to ukraine they show how they work like the patriot systems anti-air defense to this day it was counted as like second third best anti-air defense now it's number one because it got to the point because uh, how shit works it shut down enough of Russian best missiles. And uh, so it shut down a lot of Russian missiles. Therefore, the system AI works. It learns from shutting down Russian um, nuclear missiles. That That's the missiles they would use against anybody in the world. The system learns how to shut them down. And the more yeah. they shut it down, the, the, the better it gets. Therefore, everybody wants more of those because the system learns, and that's that's where Skynet. That's that's Skynet. the the age we live in, AI. So yeah, yeah talking about that, <clears throat> saying we're on the brink of 
another world war, which I also believe like we're pretty close to that. We're standing on the precipice, as they say. Um, if time travel is a real thing, why are there not um, more warnings? Or unless it's inevitable to happen anyways. I mean, why aren't we... I mean, I guess we're seeing an uptick in like UAPs and UFOs and that could be, like I said, AI from the future just kind of watching to make sure that everything goes as planned or, you know, but why, if time travel is real, why are there not more warnings to stop us from doing? Who's to say there hasn't been? True. I mean, we've been kind of on the brink of World War Three for the last, last 20 plus years. Yeah, for a while. And really, when you think about it, World War One ended in... 1917 sparked back up in 1942. Well, I mean, for the there, entire there, world. In, in World War II defense, there was no other choice for Germany to start the war. They had no other option. Well, I mean... But there, there was no other option for Germany to continue to prosper unless starting a war. I'm disinclined to believe that. I simply believe you can only be the biggest bully on the schoolyard for so long before somebody stands up to you. For them, as a country, as Germany, not the rest of the world, they were pretty much at the point where they could only wage war and and they had to win. Yet, they had to win. They lost the war, obviously. Mm -hmm. They did end it up. It took a it took a it took a second, but they're now one of the strongest economies in the world. Yeah, like they they actually grew, grew as people. You know, as yeah. like a lot of stuff that Germany Germany does is like first of all the way they teach history, they do not hide history from their people. In in school, they actually teach everything that happened. They teach bad, good. They show their children or, you know, people they're trying to teach everything that happened, which yeah. you can't say same in the United States. The United States Agreed. hides everything. Well, like, we got to be Team America. Well, so well, now I think there's more of a manipulation of to like steer your beliefs in one direction or the other. Like, so but, since you're bringing up Germany, let's try to get back on topic. And that's actually a perfect segue. Is and we've talked about this on the show before, especially you and I, Yeg, Daglaka, Nazis. So it's very widely believed that Daglaka or the Bell was a time machine. Mm-hmm. And so the strange parallel to me was Daglaka went missing in 1945, but in 1965, 20 years later. Something very similar looking as what's described as Daglaka shows up in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. And uh, when it landed and people described it, people who have never even heard of Daglaka described it in the same way that other people have described Daglaka. So it's, to me, it's this strange, weird parallel of like, okay, this mystery machine from Nazi Germany disappears but potentially shows up 20 years later what if it was like what they would equate to as an escape pod 
but instead of just going to another location, it just disappeared into time and showed up 20 years later. But the whole uh, tale of Diglocka, we've, we've kind of covered, and there's other aspects that I want to cover in a later episode, but I want to kind of shift around from Axis to Allies and talk about a more Russian theme story, and that's from Sergei Ponomarenko. Do you want to say that one for me? Sergei, Sergei Ponomarenko. Yeah, that was terrible. I'm just fucking pronounce it in Russian. I did it better than you did, though. That was crazy. You did not. I speak goddamn fucking language of my enemy. (laughs) That's your own fault, stupid. Anyway, so I don't have the exact details written down, but basically, Sergei was... um, That's my dad's name, by the way, so fuck off. I thought I was your dad. Bitch. Not even older. Wow, family dispute. <laughs> grandfather thing? <laughs> the grandfather paradox? Listen, look at our beards. Like, yours is gorgeous. Mine is like fucking... Let it grow, like, stupid. Mine's like wish list. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Sergey uh, went out for a day on the town to take pictures and all these other things in the 30s. And then showed up magically in the 80s and what he claimed was he looked up to the sky and he saw light and the light became so emboldened that he kind of blacked out for a moment for a moment and when he came to he was in uh no sorry the early 2000s and um basically he was looking for a town that didn't exist so he asked local police to help him in which case they were like this this guy's like weird he's dressed in really old clothing he has this camera that's way outdated and they ended up basically taking him into custody and then when they took him into custody they discovered that uh, his ID was very old his clothes were old his camera was old he claimed he was from basically another time where he basically should be dead by now and went through this whole psychological evaluation where he swore up and down this was this was his name this was his identity he came from this time he saw light he blacked out he came to and now he's in this place that he doesn't recognize and the strange thing to me about that was he was looking for a town and again I didn't write it down but he was looking for a town that didn't actually exist and Everybody just thought he was crazy until one person kind of did some research and found out there was a Sergei Ponomarenko who actually did exist in the 30s and just went missing. Now, there's all these debunking factors that went into it that, they, you know, obviously the school of YouTube is like, no, he didn't exist because of X, Y, and Z. But the fact that when they let him go, he just disappeared and was never seen or heard from again. But then you see photos of him being much older in front of these current time landmarks. And you go like, is it debunked or did it really happen? And they're just trying to disguise the truth from us. Okay. Uh, Oh, he was excited. I'm going to take this over. Russia doesn't have bathrooms. Therefore, that guy was not in the future. He would just literally travel like 
mile away from fucking his city, and therefore he felt like he was in the fucking <laughs> Jesus That guy is a joke. God damn it. What if I told you he was Ukrainian? He was definitely not Ukrainian. <laughs> I had a bathroom when I was fucking growing up. Wait, what, what was it with the bathroom? It's, oh, so, Yang's got to anyway, tell you. Oh, I'm going to tell you about it. So, uh, in Russia, apparently, they do not have bathrooms. Like, at home. So, they have a public bathroom, like, outside their apartments. So, they have to go take a shit. And sometimes, when you get drunk, you fall into the fucker. And <laughs> then you die. And the statistic on the, on statistics, statistics on that is way too fucking high for you to die in the bathroom. <laughs> and that guy was... Like, the last guy I heard was screaming for help. And his help... And his help would just, just ignore them. <laughs> it's sad, but... They, they have... Like, do you, have you ever been to the cabin where, like, there is a bathroom outside? Yeah, uh, house. Yeah, yeah. That's Russia. Mm. <laughs> That's wild. That is absolutely yeah, wild. What country? What, what country are you from? Ukraine. Where's Kiev located? Russia. About, no. Oh, sorry. Oh, he was in Kiev, yeah. Right? I am literally one hour away from Kiev. That's my no, name. you're not. You're one hour away from Provo. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So that's what like, my, my my hometown my hometown is okay. Zhitomir. So, just looking it up, he turned up in Kiev, Ukraine, back in two thousand six. So no. what was where was Kiev? If, if you're if you're looking at the guy now, no. where was Kiev? What country was Kiev a part of in nineteen thirty? It's the Soviet Union, bitch. Yeah, because that, that's that's all there was, Soviet Union. But yeah. Ukraine... The Soviet Union was made up of several different countries. First of all, um, here you go. What did the Russia used to be called? The USSR? No. Soviet when? Union? When? Prussia? No. What the fuck? What do you want from me? I, I want you to give me the... Uh, yeah, see, Ki- you don't Ki- even know. Kievska Rus. Kievska Rus. That's a shitload of vowels. Kievska Rus. What's the capital of Ukraine? Dave, feel free to fucking Google it right now. Ukraine. <sighs> <laughs> you're, wrong. you're wrong, bud. <laughs> I appreciate your fucking enthusiasm. I'm just throwing shit out there, man. No, no, I, I get. Uh, I'm not. There's oh, no flame. It's Kiev. Kiev. Yeah. Kievska Rus. Where do you think Russia came from? Prussia. No. The, I don't know. Kievska Rus was the origin, like the original origin of fucking Russia. Okay. Hmm. This is my learning lesson right here. Ukraine Ukraine came first before Russia. Russia stole everything from every single neighboring. <laughs> not fucking you're, you're so No, it's it's not that I'm laughing about the history lesson, it's that you're so emboldened by it that you're just like, no no no, no. he was not Russian. But no, R- the Russia fact is, stole everything, even the language. Right now, we are sharing language from with 
uh, Serbian. Like every single Slovakian language, we we actually sharing with with Russia because they stole it from them. Okay. Anyway, back to time travel. <laughs> so let, do let not me just... do do not start the share with me, and then you no, fucking cancel. Legit, it. I want to do a solid episode with you about you being not only like a foreigner, but having emigrated to the U.S. And I want to hear your story, but at the same time, we're still talking about time travel. Okay. So, going back to Sergey, what's his last name? Pomarenko. Yeah, that guy. Panomarenko. So the story that I uh, learned about was the same story, but but little details are a little bit different. Um. Some of the details saying that when he was picked up, they looked at his ID, saw that it was from, you know, 1930s, whatever. And so they thought this guy was crazy. You know, this guy, so they, they didn't, they just detained him and put him in like a safe house type situations. Like, kind of like a hotel room, but they were monitoring him so that he couldn't escape to, you know, go crazy. They didn't know who he was or where he came from and they didn't want him to hurt people, so they kind of locked him in this room that had one way out, one way in, mm-hmm. and were monitoring, you know, that you couldn't go in and out without being seen. So they put him in this house, this room, kind of like in a little apartment thing, um, and uh, the next day they went into there to get him, and he was gone. Yeah. So they couldn't find him. And so they just thought, well, that was weird. Where did you go? Nothing really happened until somebody started... Digging into it, trying to find the information on this this person's name, and they found record of him being born in the timeline that he said that he was in. Um, but he left the camera that he was carrying. Yeah. And so it was a certain type of camera with a certain type of type of film that was out of date. So they had to track down somebody that could develop the film, and uh, they developed the film. Found pictures of him and a woman in the streets of Kiev in 1930 or whatever, whatever time year it was. I'm walking around and the, it was all different. It was all the setting of that timeline that he was saying that he was from. Um, and so, and one of the last pictures on the reel was a picture of a craft in the air that looked like it was a bell-shaped craft. And so they didn't, you know, they were trying to, they were trying to authenticate, you know, who these people are, who they were, and so they were able to track down the female that was in the pictures with him, mm-hmm. who was now like eighty years old, and she said, "Oh yeah, this is me. This is Sergey. This is what we're doing." He disappeared for like five days or whatever. He was gone, yeah. and then he came back, and he was a totally different person. That was the story that I researched. Yeah, no, and, and that's like the tail end that I left out. Um, <clears throat> again, it's easy to just discredit and just say, oh, no, this guy's crazy because of X, yes. Y, and Z. And the pictures that got released released to the public were uh, very heavily Photoshopped because there was like a picture of him 
by the Eiffel Tower and some other monuments. But I, I kind of look at that and go, what if he was real? And then they just put out these bullshit pictures just to try to discredit this guy. Yeah. You know, and it, it kind of goes the same with uh, Paul Dianoc. He fell into a coma. And when he woke up, he was in the year 3906, but he woke up in another body. Yeah. And he spent basically a year in this other person's body, but in that year, he didn't sleep at all. And then when... It's kind of a crazy story because he remembered um, before he... Okay, let me backtrack and say that when he was a youth, he fell in love with a local village girl and she said, you have to find me in any future. And then he fell into this coma and he spent a year in this other guy's body in the year 3906, which was just bananas to him because everything was totally different. And the way we perceive everything as it is now, whether it's medical care or mental health or whatever, it's it's all handled in a very different way. But then he met another girl who uh, he kind of, in a way, fell in love with and took him to the same field that he was in when he met that girl who told him that, uh, don't forget me in the future. And she basically said the same thing. That night he went back to this the room of this other guy whose body he lived in and he remembered that moment and he finally fell asleep and when he woke up he woke up from his coma back in the 50s or 60s or whenever it was and he remembered everything from that year he was gone but he had been in a coma for one year exactly and it's kind of crazy to me that like I think that there are people who experience these very strange temporal differences, Mm -hmm. especially when people go into the future and then come back to their present, knowing what they know now. So when we talk about the ability to travel in the past actually seems quite easier to me than it does to travel in the future. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of, along the same lines of as people that that I know you've talked about psychedelics and and stuff like that. I mean it's a pretty common topic on, on your show here. I love psychedelics. <laughs> but uh, there are stories of people using psychedelics like DMT and experiencing whole lifetimes or like partial lifetimes in another reality as somebody else. And coming back, I mean, spending 10 minutes in a DMT trip and coming back and saying, yeah, I was gone for like two years living another yeah. life as another person. And that's the crazy thing with DMT is you're only in it for about 15 minutes. But when you come out of it, you feel like you've been there for years. Right. Time dilation. It is. Okay, so <laughs> I, I'm going to be the voice of reason over here, like... <sighs> Bullshit! <laughs> no. Call it. Just call um, it. Do I believe in time travel? Yes. Do I believe it happened? 
No, but it's a questionable no. Um, it, to be to be honest, yes, it's questionable no, because uh, any of the cases that I if are, are we planning to talk about any of the cases? Of yeah, time it, travel. Okay. Bring up whatever. Let's let's talk about the cases. Do the hipster? You're aware of the hipster? You guys think it's a? Uh, do you guys think it's real? So you're talking about the photo of the guy that's like at the, uh, at the bridge, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the, the guy who looks like a hipster, not dressed as anybody else. Well, I think that you can go downtown and find somebody that's not dressed as anybody else at any given day. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's actually a really fair point. And I, I've never put it into that perspective, but <clears throat> the hipster one. I'm on the fence about because, yeah, basically everything he has on is a testament to the time. But the way he's dressed, the way he presents himself is so very different than everybody else at the time that I go, that could go either way. And even in that same vein of you think about the uh, Mike Tyson fight, 1992, where the woman looks like she's holding up a cell phone to record it. Is that it? Or did she have like a light shield on her camera or whatever? I could go either way on any one of those. During those times, every single thing could be interpreted like a cell phone. That, that, that's, the, that's the problem with the videos and the, and the pictures. pictures. Yeah, it's straight up. Well, it feels like it could be anything that we view, especially in still pictures. Anything you you view in in our time reference as we see it now is going to be depicted in what we know as to be normal, right? Exactly. So if we look at a painting from 500 years ago, we're going to try to recognize things that we know as familiar. So there's like, oh, that guy's holding a cell phone. No, the guy is holding a rock and, and, and staring at it in contemplation of what the fuck is this. Yeah. You know, so it's just a matter of our perception in our time reality as we know it to be in our, you know, time frame. See, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Let's say... Like real devils, but <laughs> damn. <laughs> um, let's let's go with the old classic. Ten um, percent of every lie is based in reality, right? So let's say ninety percent are bullshit, and let's say off the top of your head, you could think of ten things or ten of these alleged time travelers caught in a picture. And you have to say one of those is reality. So let's say one of the ten is actual reality and the other nine are horseshit. What about the one percent? And every one of those pictures I've seen, whether it's like the the woman in the Charlie Chaplin movie who looks like she's holding a phone she's holding a cell phone and they try to discredit that by saying oh that was like the original hearing aid device like is it though yes or are you trying to throw me off the scent i'm actually 100 percent sure that that's just 
not the thing of our time. We do not understand because we, well, you might have been born there. <laughs> <laughs> or if she's just holding something like a she's, makeup she's, compact she's or holding, she, she, something and she just goes like this. To she's fucking, I don't give a shit if she's cleaning her ear. The point is, <laughs> fucking that, that one does not, any picture so far, none of the pictures or videos from the past look like the fucking the time first of all cell phone towers did not fucking exist therefore whoever she's fucking calling it's not fucking there okay because i barely have t-mobile connection at our fucking spc room there is no way she get it from the past i mean your uber I don't driver give a dropped you off a fucking block away from where you're supposed to be yeah. like i don't give a shit okay t-mobile sucks spencer I and i have taken shots by the way get fucking shit together sponsor us though <laughs> get your device now at t-mobile.com Spencer and I have taken shots at T-Mobile before on this show, and it's it's just nice to have somebody else who. No, I've actually been a T-Mobile user from like last at bare minimum decade. It's bare minimum. Well, to credit, <laughs> T-Mobile is like the best provider in Ukraine, so I get it. They don't have T-Mobile. I have T-Mobile to this day, and. <laughs> Where I'm at in Stansbury Park, Utah, it's like, not super related. First of all, I would actually be more proud of fucking Ukrainian providers right now. Like, Damn. Wow. All right. Let's just say if I go to the mountains and I'm over the Verizon friend, they have connection. I don't. That's it. You know what's crazy? Get your shit together. The craziest thing to me about what you just said is that it's you all said, true, but no, yes. no, the craziest thing about it being that you're from Ukraine, is that you said mountain mountains without a without a T, mountains mountains. <laughs> anyway, most most people that are not from Utah say mountains. But if you're from Utah, you're from it's, from mountains. Utah it's mountains. I'm gonna be honest. That, you know what? That's though very cool that you guys brought it up. And like, I I'm actually appreciate the living, <laughs> the living shit out of that. Because honestly, if you hear anything else, you definitely tell me. Because I live here long enough that I fucking probably talk like that. <laughs> you know what's funny is I was actually kind of pondering all that last night, and the one that I always come back to every time with native Utahns, and I'm not native to Utah. I'm originally from California. Phone back. I spent not time in Missouri, mind. whatever. Um, the one that I always get in Spencer, what is that city in southern Utah next to St. George named after a weather system? Mesquite. Hurricane. Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the name of the weather system that usually happens off the Gulf? Hurricane. No. <laughs> Hurricane. Yeah. Like, how do you fuck that up? I don't know. I've always wondered that, too. He was I've always called a it pear. Hurricane, How do you fuck yeah, that up? Yeah, right? It, but, I mean, I, I lived and grew up in Orlando for six years. See, that explains it. You learned some logic. Learned how to pronounce <laughs> most words. Now, listening to the previous podcast that we've done, I'm like, holy 
fuck, man. I sound like a Utah person. <laughs> and I hate it, but I don't, yeah, whatever. <coughs> well, it's like this, uh, <coughs> this neighboring city over there. T-O-O-E-L-E. Tula. Tula? What do you Tula? mean? Tula? That, that's what it says I'm at right now. No, Tula? you're you're in oh, Stansbury yeah, Park. Park. Unincorporated. But, by the way, it says I'm um, in Tula, by the yeah. way. So, it, Tula right. County. So let's, let's bring it back around. Let's talk about uh, Project Pegasus. Did you guys look into that? I know about Project Pegasus. Try and remind me. Is that a time travel ship or uh, which which one? Of course, it's fucking time travel. No, it's no, it's a a project. So um, this man named Andrew Basiago claims that time travel experiments sent him back to Gettysburg. Is that the guy who woke up from the coma? No, that is Paul Dianoc that we. Just talked about. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> do you need some water, Yeg? No, I'm, I'm okay. Okay. You want a Sprite? First, first spray. of all, I do not believe any of those fucking uh, accounts. Do oh, you're gonna say you don't believe in water? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <he> is correct. <laughs> it actually is. I I think I've seen Yeg drink water twice. <laughs> like Dave is. Absolutely, like my fucking testimony. Like, it'd be like people kind of call me to like fucking uh, a hearing that'd be like, Did you drink water? And I'm like, like Twice, and, like, who can, <laughs> yeah, twice in 34 Dave, years. Yeah, I've like, never seen years. it, we never gonna, seen it, never yeah. witnessed. Like, Dave, Dave would be my wife, fucking star witness. Like, I never seen a fucker drink water. <laughs> I've seen him drink water twice, and that was years ago, anyway. So, Andrew Basiago claims that. Over the span of multiple decades, especially starting when he was young, between the ages of seven and nine, that he was sent back in time. And at one point he was sent back to Gettysburg for the Battle of Gettysburg and another time sent back to Ford's Theater where he saw Abraham Lincoln get assassinated. Now, in his claims, he claims that multiple times across his career with Project Pegasus, the technology had changed from one style to another, to another, to another. And he even predicted that between the years of 2016 and 2028, he would either become president or vice president of the United States. Now, he was a lawyer. Now, hold on. Bullshit. Hold on. Let me get through this. We can go bullshit on that right now. So I'm going to go ahead and say, homie's got two more election cycles to really prove his worth. And um, the thing that I find interesting about his claim is that his claims were made in the late 70s and early 80s. And he talked about how it was a joint operation between NASA, the CIA, the NSA, and DARPA. Now, DARPA was a name that didn't really start getting thrown around until about the mid-90s. So that's the only really questionable thing about his story to me is the fact that you're mentioning DARPA, but it really wasn't like a public thing until about, like I said, the mid-90s that people started talking about DARPA. So, yeah, you could say NSA, CIA, whatever, blah, 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 because they've been around f- forever. 
They've been screwing people over for a while. They've been yeah. Good. They're listening to everything, including this right now. Which uh, please like this is true. Please sponsor. <laughs> that was the best I could have hoped for. You guys are the best. Um, so his claims seem very hokey, on the whole. But the thing that also kind of stands out to me is he talks about that he's only been able to visit the past and he cannot visit the future. And I try to put that in the most realistic terms that my tiny little thinking meat can supply. And I think about the past and the future as a book, right? So I take my little notebook right here. I have so many pages that are already full, but the rest are blank. Can you travel forward to the pages that are blank, or can you go back and reread the pages that are already written? And so, with his claim, yeah, largely to me it's horseshit, but what what if he's just telling the tiniest bit of truth and he got to go back and visit those things? What do you think? Um, well, if he's really been interested in these, these fringe topics and stuff for such a long time and and delving into you know conspiracies and and um especially government conspiracies darpa is probably going to come up in his research and 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 being a widely unknown thing you know something to mention would be darpa i mean um to make him to give himself credibility right nobody really knows what it is and and uh, what it's all about before him mentioning it but if you're that's like me talking about you know the, the next generation of cell phones because I have a lot of experience in looking into cell phones and seeing what they're creating and nobody else does mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is what they're going to come out with and blah 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 and, um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he was doing that stuff back in the seventies and eighties, he's probably got to be seventy or eighty himself. Um, coming up on two thousand or two twenty twenty five. Now he's, you know, up there in years, and and him getting elected and nobody knowing his name at this point is fucking bullshit because it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to go from here. I would like to defend Dave here because he kind of pictures himself as a dummy, but he is actually very smart. Don't you fucking say that. And physics, like we do trivia all the time. He's actually one of the smartest person I know in terms of those Aww. subjects. You gotta meet more people, bud. <laughs> <laughs> no, Damn. I'll take that. That's fine. Good. I, I know. I know my topics. My topics are <laughs> geography, history. That that that's where I thrive. But yeah, I, I, again, I do not believe that person for a second. Just, no, I wasn't saying I don't believe Dave. I, I do not. Believe. <laughs> I don't believe that fucking guy. I do not love Sergey because uh, he's Russian. Fuck him. Andrew Bosiago. Bas- sounds like Asiago. Asiago. Sounds, sounds like a cheese. He's the fifth Our cheese. Are drinking you- the Italian liquor so we can say Asiago? Wait, yeah. we did drink Asiago. the Italian liquor, please. Sponsor us. <laughs> Caravella? Caravella. Limoncello. Lemoncello, we really yeah. would like to sponsor like anything. Hey, you know what? If anybody wants to send me free money, I'm game. <laughs> like we're easy like that. 
So we've talked but about. We have to like you. <coughs> what was the most like realistic time travel movie for us all? Damn, you now can't read my notebook. Is what is your favorite time travel movie? If it's different from what. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier Looper. Looper made the most sense to me. What just, was the most entertaining? Just in Looper? terms of the way that time travel worked, that one made the most sense to me. Like, um, travel back in time to save the person, then kills himself. Like, that, that, that one was um, probably the best one. The Avengers Endgame. I had the more questions than answers in that one because let's just say, let's remind everybody, Nebula, the evil Nebula, I would say, gives the inter- information to Thanos for about what what happened. And do you do you think that? How is it related to Nazis? Neb- but yeah, evil Nebula is more attractive than nice Nebula. Uh Okay, 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 okay. First of all, <laughs> Nebula is a real hero of the whole show, but anyway. <laughs> but, you know, evil versus good. What's your preference? Gold or non gold? Listen, um, with my fucking sex history, <laughs> it's fucking evil. Nebula. It's evil. It's evil. Yeah. I'm saying evil. But, um, Nebula, evil Nebula told Thanos about all of the shit that is about to happen but remember that the good nebula only had enough charge for one person to travel back in time so they decided to travel the entire fucking ship and I really want to question that one (laughs) I can chalk that up to as simple as Thanos had very smart people working for him that were able to reverse engineer the pin particles to create more Mm. Bullshit. No, simple. Uh, Just no. because it's simple doesn't that, make that it bullshit. Is, that is as far as fucking simple as I go. Like, that is. Uh, I would like to see a, like three minutes of them reverse engineering that shit. Okay, that's all. That is bullshit. Nobody ever answered it from the fucking the beginning of the movie. I've been, it's been on my mind for the rest of the, my fucking life, and I will be fucking fighting for it. I'm like, I gotta, what's that fucking lawyer from Breaking Bad? It's all good, man. Just so you know, Andrew Basiago. Better call you. He was a lawyer. Better call, better call I, you. I've been, I've been Worst lawyer for, ever. for a while. I've been fucking just. All my friends would be like, she had one charge to travel back. She brought the whole fucking ship? That's not how fucking shit works. No, okay. I'm going to go to bat for Marvel on this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, theoretically, it. it takes one pin particle to change the size of one object. So, if you... Let's say she handed him that vial... And it's enough for one home, or one out and one back in, right? So you only need 50% of that vial. So if you put 50% of that vial on the ship's hull, where you're going to cover the entire outside of the ship, is that not enough? No. Doesn't that encompass everything inside? Did you see the size of that fucking ship? It brought <laughs> fucking, like, Hank brought Pam, a fucking no. population of Ukraine to fucking... <laughs> 
there's only 90 of you there. It's fine. Uh, but <laughs> Hank Pym carried around a tank on his keychain <laughs> with one pin particle. True. A 62-ton tank with one pin particle. It was All a right. problem for two people to go back in time. <laughs> Fucking this fucker is over here questioning the entire ship. They, Tony Stark and... Was it Captain America? <laughs> <laughs> was trying to be like, you might, we might, might have to fucking separate over here. I think so let t- me just go through and list off a few time travel movies just so that we're all. Somebody like, with a Captain America dick. <laughs> we can think of yeah. all the different movies that are that it encompass time travel. So I have a list here Time Cop, The Philadelphia Experiment, Men in Black 3. Fuck. Flight of the Navigator, Time After Time, which is a movie about Jack the Ripper going back in time. Mm-hmm. Source Code, Donnie Darko, be- X-Men, Days of Future Past, Army of Darkness, Doctor Strange, Tenet, uh, Run Lola Run, Endgame, of course, Interstellar, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine, The Time Machine, fucking Groundhog Day, which is about a time loop, mm-hmm. Arrival, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Planet of the Apes and Twelve Monkeys, not to mention like Back to the Future. What is your favorite? That is a very extensive list, and I'm going to give you a hundred points credibility for that. That was awesome. I think the problem is that they all present <laughs> they all present Throw their own on. paradoxes within time travel. Right. Every single movie does. Uh, also, you forgot Terminator. Oh, yeah. Terminator. Um, Classics. If I had to pick a couple of favorites, obviously I've talked about Endgame, um, because I like the quantum realm explanation, Yeah. because we know so little that it's just like, the, the idea of the quantum realm is kind of an ether. And you could just make up whatever you want for a movie. It's fine. Yeah. Well, even if you're looking at like extra, extraterrestrials being in the mix of like time travel and like quantum realm being an aspect of time travel. Like if we're our planet or our galaxy, our solar system, our universe is the particles that make up the atoms of some intergalactic dog that's much bigger than ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And these UAPs and aliens and stuff are just the um, nanobots of the veterinarians that are sending it into the space dog to see what the fuck is. I like that, veterinarians. (laughs) I love that. What is wrong with this dog? Why does it have this virus that are seen as humans on this Adam that we call Earth. So UAPs are like the magic school bus yeah. for Earth. Right. I love that. Yeah. Um, very interesting question. Well, statement, I should say. It's crazy to think that we have all these movies based on time travel, yet we know so little about it, but we keep kind of delving into it, and it kind of goes back to my Spielberg theory about Movies are kind of a way for us to slowly digest certain ideas over time. And we've had time travel stories and movies and all kinds of things 
for as long as you know, kind of media has been around. You had uh, H.G. Wells's The Time Machine, mm-hmm. where he went forward in time and then uh, fight the Morlocks and all that other good shit. I can't necessarily pick any of them as being like the definitive time travel, but almost all of them are entertaining within the realm that they have some kind of property of actual time travel. So I have to throw the hot tub time machine completely out of the loop. Like, oh, you you spilled this Russian energy drink on the control panel of a Nobody knows hot what's tub. in that shit, though. Yeah, it's true. Nobody knows that Russia was in that, that shit. That probably explains what's wrong with Yeg. But he's glaring at me really hard, just so you guys know. Um, what, what are your favorites? Um, fuck, man. I totally spaced Terminator. The Terminator series, I mean, up until... One and two. That's and, it. Yeah. Forget the one rest. One and two... Yeah. I mean, I grew up on those movies. And... You can just go around killing people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember hearing you quote that. <laughs> and I can't. Every time I hear that line, I think about you saying it. Uh, yeah. Who said that? Spencer, right? No, that's from Terminator 2. Um, <laughs> yeah. Terminator 2, Terminator, Terminator 2. I mean, I grew up watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure all the Back to the Futures, um, even the third one that they go back to the Old West, I still, you know, if those come on TV, I'll watch them, you know. I have a confession to make. So as big of, like, a cinephile as I am, I've never watched those movies. Really? Fucky fag! <laughs> Jesus, Yank! <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that. <laughs> I've yeah. seen enough bits and pieces to put the movies together, but I've never actually sat and watched any one of the Back to Fe- Back to the Future movies all the way through. I had to watch him because of the whole because um, it was part of your getting your citizenship. <laughs> no, you must watch it was Back because to the of future. the fucking uh, the treasure hunt. One of the clues was from Back to the Future, the first movie, mm. and I had to watch it like fucking fifteen times because the chick that I was banging at the time. <laughs> Did you watch Back to the Future? She's like, we need to get the clues. And I'm Did like, you guys figure it out? Uh, it was Obviously right next not. to her. He doesn't have it the was treasure. Like not the Back to the Future clues. The, <laughs> the treasure was right next to her fucking house. The house that she lived in. Because she did not get the fucking clues. <laughs> fucking dumb whore. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna if you're listening, please sponsor us. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit the fuck out of this one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, Gary, you on? No, yeah, Do you, you need some it. lunch? <laughs> I got some pork chops. If you want a pork chop sandwich. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's relax. Um, we drinking, we're good. We, yeah, we're it's, it's fine. Yeah, if you I'm happy. Those movies, they're entertaining for sure. I always mean to sit down and do it. I just never get around to it. Yeah. But if I'm confessing that, I might as well say I've never actually watched a Rocky movie either. A Rocky? Unfortunately, yeah, I've watched all of them. I mean, if you watch one, you've seen them all. Well, I mean, no. no. Sorry, let me, let, me take, <laughs> let me take that back and say I've watched Rocky Six, and that movie was awesome. Right? Yeah. I mean, Rocky Six? That, that's where you fucking say you're, that movie was like... Of course, it's like a series like whatever generation 
you kind of started with is probably going to be the best for you most, Spence, most how, of the time. How old are you? I'm going to be 44. 44. 29. He said 29. I am, I'm going to be 29. I am 34, <laughs> and I feel more related to you than to this fucking bearded <laughs> fuck over here. He's like, I never watched. Dude, what do you mean you never I, You know, I'm going to comment and say, like, earlier you gave me praise about my beard and that I'm intelligent yeah, and all these things. Right now, like, the and now you're just backtracking. Burned. <laughs> this fucking guy. There's nearly not enough gray in that beard. <laughs> I have I actually have gray. And I hate it. Alright, let's let's bring it back around yeah, to time travel sense. movies. We didn't actually hear the rest of yours. Um Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh Back to the Future, the Terminator series. Um, fucking Time Cop, even though it has Van Damme in it, was a fun ride. <laughs> <laughs> the Philadelphia Experiment, which was based off of supposed actual events. You, you know, know what's about funny that? about that is like... I when, do when not I, believe any of that. But when I was making just... my notes last night and I was like struggling to keep my eyes open while I was watching some videos, I was like, I need to write down the Philadelphia Experiment. And then I got up this morning to take a shower and get ready and go to my appointment and everything. And I was like, okay, before I leave, write down Philadelphia Experiment to talk about. And then I get here and we're we're two hours in and I still totally forgot it. Philadelphia Experiment is still bullshit. What is it? What is the Philadelphia Yeah, you, you tell us. That's the, the ship that time traveled back. That That is straight up everything about that fucking whole story is straight up bullshit. It, that, that, that's, what, that's, what, that's, that's what it is. Like, almost every single thing that um, we're going to cover today is a bullshit. So what Yeg is talking about is um, a ship that was the USS Edmonton. Is that what it was? Yes. <clears throat> they were trying to um, devise a cloaking me- mechanism for ships to make them undetectable by radar. Um, so they came up with this machine that was supposedly going to cloak them from radar. They turned the machine on, and this is all speculation. I'm not saying this is the truth or what happened. Um, the entire ship started kind of like was encompassed by like a greenish blue fog um, and then disappeared out of view so it was cloaked from view which was their intent um, and then reappeared a couple minutes later um, and the passengers or the crew members that were aboard the, the ship were then kind of fused in with the merged. workings merged with the metalworks of the ship. Um, some of them disappeared entirely, and some of them were just in- completely insane, kind of like the movie Event Horizon, where the mo- the ship disappears and then reappears years later. Um, so yeah, that's what Yeg is talking about. Do bullshit. we believe in any of that? Uh, do I believe? I... I believe that people might believe that, and that's totally fine with me. Do I believe it? I didn't see it, so I don't know. Um, that's very fair. 
again, for me, everything, every time travel evidence that happened that I stumble upon it, like there's been very few that I cannot question, or at least at, at this time I um, do not know the answer to it. So, <clears throat> but that one straight up fucking falls, <laughs> fucking shit is goddamn Christ. bad. Fucking get better, <laughs> writers. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> so the whole thing, I the problem I have with the Philadelphia experiment is how closely it's tied to Montauk. Yeah, and the guy Stranger Things. Stranger Things was actually more interesting than Montauk. It's well, based off of Montauk. Yeah, it's based on that, but it made for a more compelling show than Montauk would have. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the problem I have is with the Philadelphia experiment, you have these debunkers that say, yeah, uh, the ship disappeared in Virginia and showed up and I can't think of where the other port was, where it allegedly showed up, you had all these dock workers who claimed, oh, yeah, I never saw that. That never happened, blah, blah, blah. How hard is it to pay off a dock worker? Especially in that day. you got to have at least 50 or 60 bucks. A piece. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like, if this was a legit government experiment, yeah, they're going to have people there with cash in hand to pay off people, especially in those times in, you know, the fifties and sixties when these experiment experiments were going on to pay these people off. Well, like not even not even it doesn't even have to happen in that time frame. It's the people that are coming back and researching, hey, did this really happen? Let me pay you five hundred dollars for an interview. Exactly. And five hundred dollars yeah, in that time is a lot of money. Yeah. So the real problem I have is like there was a, a guy and his brother who allegedly were on the ship of the Edmonton that jumped ship when things were going crazy and they jumped out and they fell into another time frame where they landed in the 70s, I think it was, and they were part of Project Montauk. And one of those guys was basically a kid diddler. Like he. And I hate to say it out loud because it's, it's so grotesque, but like he ended up running this house for the Montauk boys, air quotes, where he was having sex with all these young men who believed that they were part of the Montauk project. And so it discredits a lot of anything that could actually be real just because of that fact that he was he was a sick fuck. Right. Yes. So even if that project was real, it's so marred in this one guy's idealism of what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So both Philadelphia Experiment and Montauk is hard to believe just because of that fact. But I have to go back and look at like the facts of like, okay, they were trying to degauss this ship, which is actually a very normal thing, which is basically to essentially demagnetize a ship so it doesn't show up on radar it's a thing that happened then it still happens now right you could talk to anybody who's been on any navy ship and they talk about degaussing as though it's a normal everyday practice so 
that is the problem I have with it. But the other problem I have with it in terms of trying to debunk it is like, how are there so many testimonies of people who were allegedly on the ship and people who were in the harbor in Virginia when it disappeared who say the exact same thing, that it had that same green bluish glow and then it just disappeared. The amount of people who say this happened versus the amount of people who say it didn't happen is vastly outweighed. So it's hard for me to just be like, no, it's bullshit because you have so many firsthand eyewitnesses that are credible who didn't get paid or who did get paid and were like, fuck that, I'm going to tell the truth anyway. And then you have the records of the Navy seamen who were allegedly fused to the ship who just disappeared. Yeah. Where did they go? <clears throat> Yeg, principal's calling on you. Okay. So, um, Since you're raising your so hand I'm, again. I did, did raise my hand. It's cute. I, I, I love I, it. I, I want to make sure we're respectful to each other. But I agree with Dave. The pilot, like me and him talked about the pilots witnessing the UFO. Though, though, those are to me the most credible, especially the ones that like they went on the stand, talk their shit. Yeah, talk, talk, talk. Like there, there were not conspiracy theories to begin with. They said what they felt like, and I and I believe them. Like the like the all of the evidence proves that you know that shit that shit happened. Oh, at least at a bare minimum. Similar shit to what they expect, what they said happened. Yeah. So yeah. What, really what you're saying is like a lot of these military personnel uh, who have a lot to lose. Mostly, pilot, mostly, mostly, mostly pilots. Exactly. It's pilots or raider, raider guys. Yeah. And so there, there's a lot of these military men that come out and tell their truth, tell their aspect of what they recollect and what they saw. And it's really hard for me to discredit a lot of these guys because a lot of these guys, they're putting everything on the line. It, their it, their entire military career, their family, it's, their it's, everything. It's more, it's more than that. They're like they they put their entire per personality. They like their record. Their military rec record is on the line. Exactly. And they 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 put all of that, and they 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 speak, and nobody discredits them because that's what they saw. Even even the U.S. government like they have a hard time because they, they they admit that they see stuff. Well, that's where I stand in the belief that like, <clears throat> if you believe it, then it's true. It's if you believe it, then it's true I, to I, you. I think it's more than that. But it's, it's that's like I mean, Jesus. I do, like some people. Yeah, but some people believe it. Some people believe and you in do Jesus. Not. That doesn't mean that it's not true for them. Exactly. I, I, for, for them, honestly, um, here's my topic on, on the church. We're going to cover it right now. <laughs> um, Are we? Yeah. Uh, if you believe in Jesus and it does better for you than before you believe in Jesus, fuck yeah, go go for it. That's what I'm like, saying. If you're nuts, Jesus is not real, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was kind of sideways, but we'll go with it. It's fine. <laughs> Let me bring you around to my last note, and then I want to see what you guys have as notes. Um, Kozarev Mir. Do you know what that is, Yeg? What is it? Okay, so you don't. Do you know what that is, Spencer? So it's this 
experiment designed by uh, a one doctor, Kozarev, and he created this aluminum chamber, and it's basically kind of a spiral mm. in terms of shape. It's two different pieces of aluminum that are shaped in opposing spirals, and in the middle you had a chair. And so he brought in all these different subjects to come sit in the chair and relay their experience. And a lot of these people, they would get close to the Kozarev mirror on the outside and they would go, no, I, I got a bad feeling. I don't want anything to do with this, blah, blah, blah. And this experiment was held in a small village in Russia, so it was hard to get experiments. So when they finally got people to come in and sit down in the chair inside the mirror... There was such a varying degree of results. So it's Russia, yes. Yeah. So the number one aspect that would happen was people would sit inside the Kozarev mirror. And then within a small time frame, people would see UFOs or UAPs, whichever term you want to use, outside. One man who claimed to be very strongly psychic in a way or at least heavily empathic because those two are very closely related um he sat inside the mirror and he went into kind of a trance and he came to and he was walking down a street and he recognized the street but he couldn't quite place it and as he's walking down the street he sees this little boy walking about 25 or 30 paces ahead of him and he recognizes the little boy from the back. And he's like, I know this kid. Who is this kid? And finally, the kid just stops and like kind of looks around and goes, something's going on. Turns to the guy and says to the man, I know you, don't I? And the man looks at the kid and instantly recognizes him and notices that's him as a child. And they have a small conversation and they part ways. Now, this didn't just happen to one guy. It happened to multiple people where they were able to go essentially into their own past and see a younger version of themselves within the Kozarev mirror. Now, the Russian government learned about this technology and they ordered it to be destroyed and all the files and everything related to it were to be captured and held as government secret. Now, it didn't stop this man from creating new files and new understandings of things and then posting them basically in a forum that anybody could access. So you, me, anybody could build a Kozarev mirror because you can go online and look up how to build one. And so many people across the world have read this story and built their own Kozarev mirror. And a lot of them have had very similar experiences. Now, do you think that piece of technology is actually time travel or is it a means to reach into your own subconscious to delve back into a previous memory with an outside perspective right that was easy thanks I think that that's a really intriguing um, theory or circumstance a lot because of uh, one of the speculations of or ways that they've tried to describe time travel or the possibility of time travel is by setting up a system of 
lasers or light beams and mirrors in a circular pattern. Um, being that if time travel is possible, you can prove it by setting up a s series of mirrors that goes in a circular, um, like one reflecting off an another into a circular pattern so it goes around in a circle down to the bottom of the chamber. Um, if you turn the light on and it's linear, so one one mirror is like goes from bounces off one mirror to the next to the next to the next all around in a circle, it's going to take a certain amount of time. But if you take that same model and you put it into a gravity hole or a gravity um, basically where the gravity is going to bend light it's going to take more time than it would if it was just going straight. Right? Yes. Um, Shortest distance between two points is a straight, a straight line. line. Right. So that you can essentially bend <coughs> time space by increasing the gravity um, in that certain space to bend the light so it takes more time to get from one space to another, slowing down time mm. um, in between one mirror to another. Um so yeah, that's really interesting. I've never heard that that before, but um, sounds. I mean, should we build one? Uh, I'm game. I'll fund it. I don't <laughs> also, care. Also, also, I'll fund it, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, talking like about <laughs> you know time travel and fringe topics and paranormal <laughs> stuff. There is a lot of paranormal um, stuff that has to do with mirrors and gateways, mirrors being gateways, and even different uh, ways to explore the paranormal by something that's called scrying, which is staring into a dark mirror. Yes. Or you turn the mirror onto a 45 degree angle and stare into the dark and you can see apparitions. Um, where these people are going, you know, having these experiences for reals or, like, just zoning out and their mind taking control and just creating, you know, different things in their minds. I, I don't know. Well, that, that kind of goes back to the idea of what the calls a red mirror of did these people who allegedly went back in time to see their younger self did they create a false memory of their childhood self meeting them? Or did they actually go meet their childhood self? Well, it would depend on if after the fact they would talk about in their lifetime, in between when they were young and when they were old, if they talked about meeting themselves in between that time. Yeah, and I think that's the determining factor of did you have, the, did you have that memory before you went into the mirror? Or after because I think psychologically our memory is extremely valuable you can remember it's also very susceptible to like suggestion suggestion yeah right. and so it it is kind of that idea of like you went back and visited your younger self as a child and 
you remember it this way because your adult mind remembers it that way or does your child mind remember it that way and not to like beat a dead horse but kind of some of my experiences with psychedelics you delve into your childhood mind and i think anybody who's had any kind of more vast experience with psychedelic psychedelics understands that you can delve into a time frame of your mind better than you can in your sober mind so to speak so what is what is the mirror called what is this cause a ref mirror so what if this hypothetically speaking we build a Kosarev mirror and sit in there on fucking shrooms, dude. Dude, we've talked about this. Especially on Skinwalker. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried it on shrooms? <laughs> <laughs> My thinking is like whatever you're trying to explore and you do it on psychedelics, go for it. You're even if nobody believes what you saw. You're going to believe it. If you believe it, it's true. If you believe it, it's true. I heard some stuff from my friends who did lots of shrooms, and uh, their experience is wild. Like, straight up, out of this world, just, how to say, new beginning, new... Absolutely. Have Um, you ever done shrooms before tonight? No, no. No, 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 Before no. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the time traveler speak. No, uh, I actually just uh, dabble in alcohol like an adult. Are you sure that's the adult level? Yeah, I pick my poison. My poison is booze. I do not mix that with anything you else. You don't got to mix it. You don't even got to mix it. No. Not at all. You don't like, even want to mix it. No. <laughs> I do not mix my booze with weed, so therefore... Yeah, you don't crossfade. No. You don't crossfade with an upper and a downer. It just... No, it doesn't I, make sense. I, I pick my poison. I, I like my poison. I stick to my poison. Therefore, I know how to... Let me it. just say this. If I was planning on going into a different reality, I would want to be sober. Not drunk. Exactly. And my perception is, and again, I hate to beat a dead horse, but with psychedelics, you... Dead horse, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. What are you doing to that dead horse? (laughs) Horse. Nearly dead. When you're... When you're doing psychedelics, no matter what your goal is... If you're open, you're going to learn a lot more than you thought you would. Um, I, I would like to disagree. I like to keep my mind open. No, you, I'm sorry. You can't psych, disagree. Psych, psych, psychedelic <coughs> is, is not. the ultimate way to open your mind. If you've I, never I, I done do them. Have, I do have an open mind. I, like if you present me with a reason and it makes sense, fuck yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll bite. No. I thought I had an open mind until I tried psychedelics. Let's, let's fucking go. I, I realized that my open mind was a gymnasium, and then I opened the doors to the whole universe. Exactly. Um, and it's it's one, like, I'm sorry, Yeg, I'm not trying to discredit you or no, try to say you don't know, but until you've actually had that experience, I feel it's something you can't really comment 
on or spectate on. It's uh, you, very unique. You can definitely and, talk about it, but but it's it's like saying fair. how that's fun fair. how that's fun fair. a roller coaster, how cool or, or what an amazing experience is going on a roller coaster is until you've actually been on a roller coaster. Exactly. And it's like like I yeah I mean yeah I can see that it's. It's definitely fast. like a lot of different things. But. Here's fun fact. I've been outside the country, therefore I know a lot of more than fucking the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been outside my I've own body outside. and my you've own mind. Out, you've been outside the fucking one. I've been to Mexico, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just went in December. No, I went to Ensenada. Ensenada. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the ultimate discrediting factor of I've been outside the country because I've been to Ensenada. Like, fuck off. Ensenada is actually technically part of the U.S. Yeah, it's like, I've been to Puerto Rico. That's, have you been to Puerto Rico? No, you don't have to be. It's part of America. No, but I, there was a girl that was anyway, from Puerto Rico that I talked anyway, to. You know where I've been? Point I, is, I've been to Los Angeles. It's basically the same as Puerto no, Rico. No, 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 it's not. First of all, once Actually, you, I can say, I once, can test, you know, once, growing up in California is like growing, I mean, for people in Utah, growing up in California is a totally different country. It is. It, uh, it every is. state is a different country, fucking for God's sake. But you you have to go outside the U.S. to experience different experience, especially like if you spend a, one month like at the different countries, you, you learn a lot more like how much fucking they better the fucking healthcare, but... Anyway, uh, it's really, really... You know, you know what? Since, since you brought it up, I'm going to bring up another topic on time travel. Because we, we got to kind of bring this back around. We keep getting off topic here. Um, we definitely do. But. There was two couples, and I'm going to just butcher the details here because it only just reminded me. These two couples went to some European country, and they went to this hotel, right? It looked kind of run down, kind of old. And these two couples decided that they were going to check into this hotel. They probably had a full health care share because they're in Europe. Because that that's what matters. But continue. You, you know, you keep beating the dead horse about Europe. But it's like, didn't you risk life and limb to come here? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. I was in Ukraine. Anyway. Which is not, was not part of the Europe because Russia attacked us because they wanted to join Europe or United Nations. I, yeah, I thought it was the, the UN they wanted to join. Do you want to throw out some any more facts or I, I can I can throw are, facts. Are, are you good there? Me. I can throw facts. Do you want me to keep throwing facts? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> I have all fucking day. Anyway, so these Human two couples machine. <laughs> these two couples checked into this hotel and they were astounded by how cheap everything was not just the cost of having them having a room for the night but also the food and everything else and everything was very old school like there was still an outhouse and or I, I should say a bath a, a bathhouse and all these other weird versions of things that should have been versus what they used to be and they remember remarking on it but thinking like for as cheap as it was and how nice everything was it was super great and then they left the next morning to go on about the town of 
whatever city they were vid, uh, visiting. And then when they went to their back to that same hotel to check in again for the next night, it was completely gone. And they kind of, uh, at that point, was like, oh, this is weird. So they went and checked into another hotel. And then when their vacations were done, they went home and they wrote about their experiences. And basically everybody who read those writings that they talked about with that hotel was like, yeah, that hotel stopped being a hotel 100 years ago. And I remember it was uh, two women who wrote about it. Lesbian. What'd you say? Lesbian. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Jake. Um, anyway, they, they ended up writing about some other kind of supernatural things. But essentially, what they found out in their research was the hotel that they stayed at basically went out of business over 100 years ago because it burned down. But for some reason, they were able to stay there for one night. Kind of a crazy they thing. Definitely stop drinking. Yeah, they should. And do research before. Stop doing shrooms. Those fucking lesbians. Psychic, <laughs> dirty <laughs> lesbians. The damn lesbians. <laughs> well, oh, I have shit. to say that the uh, menstrual cycle is a hell of a thing. That <laughs> 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 uh, was just a joke. <laughs> Tanpax be sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> I got Bluetooth. Bluetooth. <laughs> Please like us. <laughs> Raid Shadow Legends, I'm reaching out to you. <laughs> That's straight out of like uh Well fucking what is that video game? The Raid Shadow Legends. I get it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of the horror video game where she like is like a haunted oh, place. Horror video game. Like you pick up. No, no, Yank. <laughs> Open your ears. He said horror, not horror. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I heard a horror and I'm like <laughs> my ex? <laughs> hey, we all got one of those. Yeah, we Silent did. Hill? Yeah. 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 Yeah, we talked about that in the video game podcast, and these guys didn't get it because I'm apparently fucking 40 years older than them. Yeah. Back so, when video games were actually interesting because they were new. Yeah, and you had to be in the same room as somebody else to play. So let's bring it back around uh, to time travel. So I think with everything we've talked about, I think we should finalize with saying knowing what we know now with everything we shared do you think time travel again is possible and if it is possible has it been done now keep in mind you have to paradigm that with this the stories we've exchanged and everything we've learned from each other do you think it's real and has it been done I'm still in, in the space of, of uh, I do believe that it is real in, in the sense that it is possible. Whether we have developed um, a surefire way, kind of like the flux capacitor, to like enter in a date and go, go back to a certain date and interact with a certain timeline 
in our time and space, I don't think that we have the technology or we don't have the understanding of how to do it until we reach the point of singularity where we can figure out how things both exist and don't exist at the same time and to be able to manipulate that time space in where it exists and doesn't exist at the same time we won't have the capability of you know choosing a destination in time to go back and manipulate that time space to me straight up um Time travel has has not been done yet. There's evidence that it has. It's questionable, but strong, I would like to say. Like, there's few cases where I actually think that I cannot disagree with. But um, I don't think it hasn't, hasn't been done. I just don't think we're that strong yet in terms of technology yet. So, do you think that it, this is going to be a weird question, but do you think that time travel has happened in the future? Again, right over there in that corner. Five, four, <laughs> three, um, two, one. Fuck! We, uh, we just suck at fucking um, time traveling. In the future. Fuck. Actually, that, that question is really good because I, I do believe it's possible in the future. It like, for somebody who is skeptical about a whole fucking thing, in the future, I, I believe it's possible. As the language we speak on 6 and 7, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to throw in my uh, two cents, and I'm going to point out two things. <clears throat> One is that we still view time-space as Einstein has described it, a time-space. No, not linear, as a fabric. When you apply torsion to a fabric, it changes the fabric. So when you think about Avengers Endgame, when uh, Tony Stark comes up with uh, an inverted Mobius strip. Is that inverted? Or like it's, no, it's inverted. It's like, it's, so it has... It's more like infinite. It has two twists in it, right? It does have twists. Twists are torsion. Because torsion is basically twisting any motion. So you think about the shirt you're wearing, right? So you pull, you pull that shirt out right America. and then you twist it. It's not the same fabric, essentially, because now it has layers. And those layers can be crossed over. So I think applying torsion to the fabric of time-space... Yes, you can change it because now it's overlapping. Now it's touching each other. Now it's it's not the same fabric as when it just lays across your body. Do I believe it's happened now? Absolutely. Do I think it was controlled? No. It was the most primitive form of time travel that we've ever seen. In the future, yes, we will be able to control it, but I think that mankind has never had really a grasp that can overextend its reach. Because you think about the A-bomb or the H-bomb or whichever bomb you want to call it, those things came about in a time when they were needed versus in a time where they were wanted. We needed those bombs to basically end World War II. And it did. 
and it worked very effectively. Um, and now it's a current threat across different nations. But put that into perspective of time travel. Do we need it now? No. Could we need it later? Maybe. Because maybe, like you said, we make huge mistakes, but we have to go back and course correct in a way. And that's why we have UAPs or UFOs or whatever to basically come in and make sure that those changes happen accordingly. I think it's just a matter of we're only to handle technology that we're capable of using in a correct way at the correct time. And we're not capable of that right now. Um, Dave, what if, what if I told you that the, the nuclear bomb was not necessary? Let's hear the, the theory. Well, it's not really a theory that like Japan would have surrendered regardless. A moment, a moment Soviet Union would have joined back to uh, World War II. I disagree. Well, you can disagree, but that that's the fact. Because well, I think that it's easy to say that it, things could have happened a different way, a thousand I, different ways, but like the way that it happened to get us to this point that we're at now, that is, I, it's hard to discredit that it had to happen then at that time in the way that it happened. At, at the point where we're at right now, like, dude, the U.S. dropped two nuclear bombs on Japan. And to them, those were a miracle bombs. Those were straight up not believe. They they did not believe that, even though it did destroy two fucking cities. Well, I think that that was the point. Was that, and that's why they dropped it on Japan. They, uh, just to show. Yeah. This is something we have. It was, fucking it, it back was off. Huge but, dick but, energy. But the, but the real reason they actually surrendered was Soviet Union joining back because. They were all scared of the fucking. But would have, would Soviet Union have joined if they didn't see? Oh, fuck! No, these guys they, 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 they were already in the fight. But the, the the point was like, so the way Soviet Union fought was like no military in the world would ever fucking use this tactics. The tactics, yes, straight up, they would sacrifice these their people as meat. Like. They would throw. No, what Russia's doing now. Yes. That's what they've always done. Yeah. But the, 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 that's their entire strategy. That's all they had. The, the entire time they've been alive, that's their entire strategy is throwing people down, like just keep waves after waves after waves, which no country in the world, like if US would throw, like in Iraq, throw like waves after waves of soldiers. What do you think, like, they would get crucified over here? Straight straight up. So, that's where I have to, uh, that's where I have to kind of fight back a little bit and, and say that the Japanese were, many of them still believed in the Bushido code. It, it's not over until I'm done breathing. And the only way to stop a civilization like that. And I say a civilization because they were very civilized, even though they were very well-trained in the art of war, is that you have to show a display of power that says, I can destroy all of you at the same time, but I'm only going to destroy a small amount of you 
to show you that I can. And it's not about so much as like, yeah, we're going to keep throwing money and people at the problem until the problem is gone. It's about showing you that I have more power than you and I don't want to destroy you. It's more about just saying we've pushed further than you in these regions that you haven't even come close to. Please don't fight against us. We want peace. It's kind of like when you have... I, do you have any younger siblings? No, it's just me. Okay. Um, when you have a younger, wait a second, <laughs> a younger I, sibling I, I that's significantly <laughs> smaller than you, but not say 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 that they're five years younger than you. Say one person is eight years old and the other person is three. thirteen. I have three. Yeah, three. Okay. Um, and you're disputing something. You know, somebody is playing Nintendo, a one-person game, and the other person wants to play. The older person wants to play. And the other, you know, the younger person puts up a fight, and so instead of beating the fucking shit out of your younger sibling, you just grab him and shake him a little bit. And like, exactly. This is the fucking power that I have. I could pick you up and throw you in the garbage can and take you outside, and you'd be gone. But I'm going to shake you right now to shake some sense into you, and then let you go and take the controller. There's there's a difference between a display Huge. of power and using actual force. Force. Two cities got wiped out. That is actual. Force. Oh yeah. Two For cities sure. versus an entire country. An entire uh, world. Um. First of all, there's positives and negatives of that. Positive is U.S. using nuclear power on Japan actually helped much more because if if Germany would have had that power right off the bat, they would have used it on the entire Europe. Yeah. Right off the bat, they, there would be no Japan. Which is crazy because most of the scientists like, that built those were German scientists. German scientists, <laughs> yes. But, like, straight up, if uh, Germans would have the same power the U U.S. had during that time when Oppenheimer made the, the bomb, it would be a completely different fucking world right now we live in sure like that is that is unquestionable that he would Hitler would not question any of that no like that that would not even be a question for him to like killing few for the prosper of the rest of the nation like that would be very easy like right now, right now that that's unquestionable have you ever thought about this prospect like um, and, and uh, have you ever any of you watched that show with um I forget what it's called. It's like Tower. It's like it's if German the man in the high castle. Man in the high castle. Yes. Yeah. Very much accurate. Like at, at least to the point of um, if you were to predict the way. Yeah. The way. Like, so let's think about this. Um, and it, this kind of just came to me as a question, and I'm going to ask this, and then we'll in this one um you think about nuclear war let's say within the realm of the marvel comics was the advent of the atom that created mutants right and again this is within the realm of comics and x-men chernobyl baby <laughs> yeah that's why you're so fucked up so 
what if it wasn't until the first A-bomb was detonated that that actually created a fissure within time-space that allows us to get within the slipstream of time-space that allows us to time travel? Do you think that's possible? Like we had to reach a certain level of technology before we could progress to this way next level thing that we think of as time travel. Whether it's that opened the door for possibilities of time travel, I don't know. But like, it, I I think that it definitely um, coincides with like time travel interests and like UAPs and stuff like that. Just saying that like there are a lot of UAP sightings and and stuff like that over nuclear facilities. Yep. Um, with the interest of like they've had UAPs that fly over um, nuclear facilities and shut down all the their capabilities. Um whether that opened the door for it or not, I don't know. Um, but I definitely think that there's a, a, a clear um, link between the two. Um, whether they're, like I said, just keeping tabs on on our nuclear capabilities and and intent on using those capabilities. I don't know, but it seems that way. Um, I kind of agree with, especially with nuclear stuff. Like, you, like UFO sightings were extremely increasing during the all of the nuclear power plants. You just can't deny that. Like, stuff stuff happens. People report it. Like just because you don't see it, some people see it. They see it and uh, re- report back. You can call it a hoax or a coincidence. Which at some point where there's way too many of them, like it stops you, being a coincidence. It stops, it's, yeah, it stops yeah. being a coincidence. Like the the dashed rolls. So yeah, like. Aliens with a nuclear power plant. But also, at this point, I do not believe that time travel has been achieved yet. Like, it... Today. Whatever the fucking date is. February 12th, 2024. I do not think that time travel has been done Well, in most of my research, it's not developed until 2034. Two or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, what I'm trying to say is, as of today, I do not believe. I give it a good eight years. We'll reconvene. We, we can. Guess. We can. Please like us. <laughs> so, final closing thoughts. I, I do believe that radiological events definitely have opened that kind of slipstream. And again, if, if time is running in two parallel directions opposite of each other, then huge radiological events like the A-bomb or Chernobyl or whatever it is have definitely opened the breach between the two. 
I like how Yeg just flexed on Chernobyl. <laughs> that's not a flex, dude. That's I, terrible. I live quite literally fucking 45 minutes away from it. That's a flex for, for being here currently. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not melting. I actually know a lot of people so, who were there cleaning that shit up. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, no. I mean, you, that's, that's really cool. You knew In a fucking people. crazy way. <laughs> no, I still know. So let, let's wrap this one up. Um, so time travel, Yeg is like, have not happened yet at all, but I believe it can happen uh, from science point of view. Yes, it is possible. Did not happen. Everything that happened to this point is fake or manufactured. And Spencer? Um, I'm going to maintain that, that, uh, like Yeg said, um, up to this point, if any time travel has occurred, it's been a hundred percent unintentional, well, intentional, but with uncertain um, outcomes. Yeah. Not knowing what they're actually doing, if they have or not. Is it possible? And do I think that it's happening in the future and revisiting beings or intelligences from the future coming back in time? To our time or previous times, yes, I do believe that. And and I'll finish up by saying, I'm in the same vein. I just think that what has happened has been the most primitive version. So it's not a controlled time space teleportation kind of thing. It's just been like, let's see what happens with this yeah. kind of thing. Um, has it happened? Yeah. Was it controlled? No. Yeah. And that's the most important part of science is control. Yes. So, well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, thanks for sitting down talking about this. It's been fun. All right. It, it has been. A, it was awesome. Oh, okay. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.